You are listening to episode 32 of Podcast Sentai Power Ranger. This episode, Anoi, the impossible to pronounce Akiba Ranger villains. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this, the 32nd... No way better on these here interwebs as Kuhan, and I'm joined, as always, by my co-host, Colton Clayton. Yo, what up? Didn't even say, didn't even say anything clever or, or putting, putting you down this time, I just called you my co-host. It feels good. Underling, though, like, under, like you're, I'm host and you're co-host. You're like, it's like star and co-star. Or it's like, it's like chief and co-chief. You're like, you're like a featured player. And yes, I did just reference scripts. <laughs> you're, you're, the chief resident and the co-chief resident. Well, no, they're they're both co-chief resident. But he's still called uh, he's he's still called the co-chief resident, and he gets paid less for it. You're you're like the Terran Killam to my Jason Sudeikis. I don't know why I picked Jason Sudeikis, but anyways. So yes, episode thirty-two of Podcast Under Power Rangers. Colton, do we have any news before we go into anything? Uh, just that the Power Rangers DVDs are available for pre-order. Yeah, they're available for pre-order. That's a, uh, that's pretty big news, I think. Oh, and they come with an action figure, the Red Ranger, the original Mighty Morphin Red Ranger with the Green Ranger's uh, protective shield and a sword. Okay. Oh, and if you're and, curious, uh, there's three discs of special features, so that's something nice. Yeah, there's lots of there's lots of stuff happening with those things. So, go pay two hundred dollars for them. I know I'll have to, to for the show purposes. I can't not review that. Uh, Toka Joe is saying that, that it's like really expensive to get them in the UK. Uh, so I said, uh, if you just you know pay me, I'll totally buy them for you and ship them to you. So maybe he'll pay me and I'll buy them for him and then watch them and then ship them to him. <laughs> he'll be burning copies of them. Yeah, I'll, I'll tell him. But, you know, whatever. And then you'll send him the copies while you keep the original. <laughs> yes, that's exactly you'll what I'll do. You'll send him a CD case full of No, shh, shh, I think he listened to this show. <laughs> I totally won't do that, Joe. You're a cool guy. But you will still be totally ripping at least the special features. I mean, I'll, I'll ask him first. Um, uh, bes- uh, so besides that, uh, I, I, I thought we had something, but maybe I just uh, imagined it. I don't know. You're the one who always is on Ranger Board, even though I'm the one who's a premium member now. VIP. I would I would become a Board. VIP member if I had the VIP money. Right. Yeah. We we actually uh, I, I guess I'll mention that uh, at the top of the show instead of the, at the end of the show is that uh, I became a VIP member thanks to a generous do- donation from Super Bunny Bun that we talked about last episode. I mean, we mentioned last episode. So it's it's the uh, Super Bunny Bun Memorial Ranger Board VIP membership. And it's not just like, I want to be VIP so I can get free Ranger Board stuff. It's so that we could actually get our Ranger Board thread back. So basically, so, it is for advertising, which is part of the show. Right. We just we really wanted our Ranger Board thread back because a lot of people read from, you know got the shows from the Ranger Board thread. And I, I guess I'm sure they clicked through and just waited, but you know we got a lot of you know like worthwhile feedback as well from the Ranger Board thread. So um. yeah, also also we have some, we have some pretty uh, common fans that show up there. I know one Raz was a uh, common on our thread. Yeah, so so we have that thread back now, which is exciting. 
because because we were we were originally grandfathered in because I wasn't a VIP because the, the VIP member rule wasn't there when we started the thread, but then it was added soon afterwards. But we were still grandfathered in, and then later they, they're like, all right, well now we're going to close all the threads that were created by people who weren't VIP members at the time. I'm like, oh crap! And so then we got a VIP membership, and now we got our thread back. Feels good, man. Although it's not a very active thread because I don't know if, if our fans even remember that the thread was there. I'm um, sure we'll, we'll we'll figure it out. I'll, I'll just go through the thread and start PMing old fr- fans. Well, it's funny because like I realized that like a lot of threads were fairly active before everything was closed, but then when everything was closed, there was one thread left, and it was the I think the no pink spandex. Thread. <laughs> They're the only ones left before us. So uh, I, I think there's pretty sure there's some sort of some sort of bias there, but uh... Uh, no competition. Uh, but you know, whatever. I, I feel like uh, our fans like our show more. Well, of Sometimes. course, our fans like our fa- show more than theirs. Well, no, like, their our fans, fans like their show listen. more than ours. No, but our fans. I think we, I'm sure there's a crossover. Like I'm sure there's a lot of our fans that listen to their show and I, vice I, versa. I think there's probably a middle ground somewhere in there where fans cross pollinate. Especially since, saying, we, think, especially since we got advertisement on their show. I'm just saying. I feel like fans of both shows kind of prefer our show. Yeah, we do have advertisement on their show, which which I found out. Um, Thanks to thanks to our our, our buddy Comrade Pez, who who uh, he he ended his show. I th- he said he was ending his show, and I'm pretty sure he ended his show. And he's gonna we're gonna add him on to, uh, add add a segment of his onto our show. Spoiler alert! It's it's an announcement that's not an announcement. Spoiler! I don't know how to spoiler. It's it's sort of like a mini announcement. We're we're gonna we're gonna sort of add a segment of his, maybe like a Comrade segment onto onto uh, our show of his. And he's going to be on an episode, hopefully in the near future, uh, whenever we can get the schedules worked out. We haven't formally transferred until we catch up on the old episodes. Because yeah, exactly. we have enough as-is to catch up on. Exactly, exactly. At least so, it may so, be next episode, but it's not this episode. As soon as we catch up, we're going we're gonna to add his, add his segment. Hopefully, we're going to have him on the show to talk with us uh, about... Uh, oh, and Kuan will about, say anything because he doesn't watch it. Well, no, we're, we're going to talk about Sentai, and then he's going to have his own segment. I don't know if you, you, can, you might be on his segment. I don't know how he wants it to work. But, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll talk about But, but since he's ending his show and joining our team, sort of, he's at the very least joining our team, if not the show per se, uh, then uh, so he decided to, to transfer that advertisement that he purchased for No Pink Spandex over to us. And then that's how I found out that No Pink Spandex sells advertisements. Um... But yeah, that's uh, so. So that's that's news and also other things and random commentary. And, and well, yeah, and and oh yeah, and 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 show news. Let's call it show news. And uh, also, also, uh, I guess I, I teased this on Twitter, but I never actually released it. But we're going to as soon as we catch up, as soon as everything's all, as soon as we hit the the sort of new format. And by new format, I mean introduce Pez's segment. Um, we're gonna we're gonna have uh, a new album art because our old one has Gokaiger and Super, and and Samurai. Well, Samurai's and, not out of place at this point, but yeah, but Gokaiger's out of date, and uh, and I, I honestly I was not a huge fan of the old album art anyway. It looks it looks pretty rushed together, and it kind of is. Eh, and I uh, still have a fondness for it, and it is my <laughs> yeah, avatar no, it's online, not, so it's not it's not horrible, but you know it's it's uh it's just sort of it's the it's. I, I I mean I didn't I don't hate the uh, the Super Sentai slash Power Rangers logo mashup that I that I created, but besides that it's just like podcast Sentai above it, sort of in a weird font. So uh, so so we're gonna be changing that because we really want to push the uh, the Sentai Rangers brand, and hopefully we'll be able to to get a proper website soon. Our brand. 
Well, yeah, it's it's it, internet branding. Like, like I am the Kuhan brand. My brand on the internet is Kuhan. That's why every, every I'm, I'm almost everywhere I'm Kuhan, unless I can't get Kuhan, in which case I'm either SSJ Kuhan, Kuhan Luke, or Kuhan Solo. Ah, ah, I see what you did there. Uh, yeah, see, Kuhan Luke, I think, is, is kind of clever, but I didn't come up with it. I came up with Kuhan Solo, so. Ah, both work, um, both work. I'll deny that. And so, uh, so yeah, so I, um, that's, that's stuff in news. So I guess now we should probably, uh, talk about Go Busters. That's right, folks. It's t- I always start every segment with "That's right, folks." Uh, yes, uh, Go Busters. Because we, they said something. We went from one to nine last time, so now we're going to go from ten to fifteen. Uh, a lot of stuff happens in these five episodes, six episodes, uh, except not really a lot. It, 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 well, lot. not counting, of course. Episode ten: The reason we fight. Um, I guess this, I don't really want to say a lot on this episode, but this is the one where where uh, Hiromu's sister shows up. Spoiler alert! She's a bitch. <laughs> we knew that from the first episode. Screw the world! I just want you selfishly to myself, even though that's not what you, even you want. It's all about me, me, me. I mean, that's basically all I want to say is is that his sister shows up and she's all like, "No, don't try to save the world." She's a terribly she's selfish like, human being. And he's like, he's like, look. Um, I want to save the world. It's like, no, don't do it just because you have to. He's like, no, I, I want to. It's like, don't do it just because you have to. No, I, I want to. <laughs> He's just about to throw her off the building. It's like... <laughs> and then and then he saves a bunch of people. She's like, you want to. It's like, yeah. Oh, don't worry. She'll come back probably in another ten episodes. Like, but you don't have to do this if you don't want to. <laughs> uh, and, and apparently then, at, and, and then at the end, Hiromu and Nick... They try to find her, but they can't. But they find a sketchbook with the drawing of the family and uh, Animal Nick. Because cause she, cause it's, cause she never liked Nick because he's a buddy roid, which, which always, you know, made her think, oh, right? Because that's the whole GoBuster thing going on. So she had, a, she had a resentment towards him. She's racist against robots. Yeah, so he saves a bunch of people, and then... Yep. Maybe she'll become a better character, but we haven't seen her since. Um. Anything else you want to say about this episode? I didn't. I didn't really go through the full summary because it's just uh, his sister shows up and he saves people's lives. It basically it. she had to be shown the blatantly obvious to get it through a thick skull that uh he's not a little kid anymore and he can make his own decisions in life. Yeah. Right. He's he's an adult. Like he says, he's like twenty. I think he can make he, his own choices at this point. He's, yeah. Right. Like, come on. Oh, Yoko. Um, at least Yoko's sixteen. It makes sense that they had a parent to pull back on, but they don't. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh. You were adopted on. by a military organization. Your love is military work. But like Batman, my parents are dead. And it's like, no, they're not. They're actually just sort of in a in in a, in a hyperspace time. They could they be may dead. Or may not be dead. We're not really sure. Know. My parents may or may not be dead. It doesn't have the same impact. Eh. And then of course there's uh, Ryuji who's 29 or 28. All right. Well, Ryuji was 16 when he started. Or 15. 15 when he started, so it's like, three years of no parents is like, whatever, man. He, he was the second oldest Ranger ever until, uh, 
later on in the reviews. Yeah, so uh, I guess we can talk about episode 11, which is uh, the targeted weak point. Now it's time for episode 11. Uh, so no, I'll, I'll, I'll go ahead and, and do this full summary. After the last time Ryuji's weak point got the best of him, Gorosagi has created a safety device for his partner that will alert him of his body temperature. However, when cornering Enter when he's about to obtain Enetron, the safety device's warning signal disrupts the team's concentration before Enter entangles them in his tendrils. But after seeing Blue Buster overheat, Enter decides to take his leave, much to everyone's confusion. Gorosaki frets over what happened, as Nick and Usada try to assure him that Ryuji will not be mad at him. Yes, gotta love your device that goes off every three seconds you make more than the most minor of movements. Although that is the case, even after his later attempt to modify the safety device with a cooling function, Gorosaki goes to the top of a building after seeing Usada and Nick being closer to their human partners. And then he jumps off, tries to jump off, and they're like, no, don't do it! No, that's a joke. He doesn't actually try to jump off. Joined by Nick, Gorosaki confides in him that he's a bit jealous of him and Usada for having such relationships with their partners while feeling that Ryuji is holding back his feelings. The two body roids are soon alerted to a Vagras Megazord appearing within seven minutes. Taking Gorosaki's device with him, Ryuji and the other Go-Busters arrive to the Kameno district, where they are ambushed by the Metaroid Fanroid and his powerful wind gusts. After being informed of the Megazord's arrival within a minute, Breadbuster enters Go-Buster Ace to battle the Fanzord, while leaving his teammates to deal with Fanroid. After having Yellowbuster leave to aid Go-Buster Ace in the RH-03, only for Hurt and Osada to get blown away by the fan, Bluebuster finds himself in a jam as his weak point begins to manifest. By then, Enter reveals that he has studied Bluebuster's weak point and has set his plan up to finish the Go-Busters off at his leisure once he loses consciousness. Refusing to allow it to happen, Gorosaki goes against orders to cover Bluebuster so he can damage the Metaroid's fan and destroy him. A mortified Enter teleports away as Gorosaki co- collapses from the strain from the Metaroid's attack. Screaming at his buddy Red for doing such a stupid thing, Ryuji realizes that Gorosaki wanted him to open up to him. With the GT-02 Gorilla's arrival, Gobuster Ace manages to destroy the Fanzord. Soon after, upon giving the device back to Gorosaki while expressing how annoying it is, Ryuji promises to be more open with Gorosaki about his feelings. Agreeing to do the same, Gorosaki mistakenly expresses all of Ryuji's character flaws before his partner chases the body right around with the others watching. Yeah, when you open up, you don't open up with everything in the exact instant they say open up. So my question is, um, wouldn't the fan cool down Ryuji? He was straining not to move, so he was using uh, intense amounts of muscle to hold himself in place, which was it's actually sort of heating him up. Down. Was, heating up more than the fan would cool him down, is my understanding. Yeah. No, but it's, it's a pretty powerful fan. So maybe, he's, kinda... maybe, maybe his fan has a heater in it that blows hot air. It's a, it's a, that is a possibility. I mean, he, he, I know, I think... it was his whole plan to stop him, so you'd think this would uh, include even, a hot fan. Even a hot air fan, though, sort of cools you down because of, of the wind. Yeah, but like I said, you know, he's getting more heat from straining than he is from cooling from the wind. Or, or um, that has to be the intent. I mean, I, I guess so. It still slows down his overheating. Yeah, but it's either that or he doesn't overheat at all, so, you know. Yeah, yeah, I, I guess, I don't know. Slow it just seems like it's, uh, it just seems like it's an imperfect plan. I think there's better ways to try to get him to overheat. <laughs> but I, I, did like the, I did like the bit at the end where it's like, okay, well, you could worry about me a little bit. Okay, and well, you, well you, you're always doing this and this, and you need to stop doing this, and oh, this is just so annoying. It's like... Okay, buddy, calm down. You're gonna get killed. Well, yeah. Well, I, I liked because uh, because uh, his 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 the, the reason that he said uh, Ryuji didn't open up to him is because like you know Nick and and um and Usada 
met their got their got with their partners when they were just little kids. So like they grew up with these guys. But Ryuji was already fifteen. He was already mature by the time that he met Gorosaki for the first time. So he was like so he sort of knew social etiquette before he started like like before he became friends with Gorosaki. Of course. Whereas Nick and Asada, they're like, whatever, you're just, you're my buddy, Royd. They, they, they kind of had a chance for a close relationship because, you know, kids just bond with pets or friends or, in case case, uh, robots pretty easily. Right, well, Goro, I mean, he, he bonded with Gorosaki as, like, like, you know, Ryuji bonded with Gorosaki. Too as well, just, it's just not to the same degree or the same way. Right, yeah, it, it, it's, it was, he was more of a friend than, like, a family member. It, it's, a more, it's a more mature, uh, sim- somewhat more distant relationship, which could, which could work and be satisfying, but Gorosaki wanted more out of it. Right. Yes. Which so, kind of yeah. makes him sound like a jilted lover, but let's <laughs> leave that whole, whole can of beans for another day. Well, because because Usa- Usada and and Nick treat the, treat their uh, rather or rather I guess Hiromu and and Yoko treat uh, treat Nick and Usada like like family because they grew up next to them. They were there all the time. Whereas Ryuji was already at a point where he knew all his family. He was already at a point and... where he 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 wanted to get away from his family anyways. He was at that right. age. Uh, and and so like Kurosaki was just 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 like he was like a friend and like they, they didn't have the, the same relationship. And, well, it makes uh, sense. I mean, you know, so. if like a two, three year old and an eight year old are gonna have a different relationship with them than a let's say a fifteen year old. Right. Exactly. Exactly. I think he was. I think she was three and he was uh, seven. Yeah, three and seven. Right. Because he's three, seven, and fifteen. Three, seven, fifteen. Yep, yep. All right. Uh, Which makes them 16, 20, and 28. Yep, yep. Oh, what are you uh, <laughs> What are you trying to do, reference Avatar? Yep, yep. I was, was actually watching it this morning. <laughs> I don't spoil the episode for me. I haven't got to watch it yet. No, I was watching, like, Avatar. No. Like, Last Airbender. I still need to watch the new episode of Legend of Korra. Oh, yeah. I, uh, I slept in until we recorded. <laughs> wow. Um, the next episode is called, You Like Going Undercover? This is a, another filler episode where Yoko finds out that she looks exactly like a movie star. The most cliched plot they could have chosen, but it's already been cliche when they did it like probably about four times before this. Well, the best part is that the villain is a copyright who copies other people to look like them. So it's like, oh, Copy she's ho- copying ito. her to look Copy like, ho- oh, ho- oh, oh, it's so funny. So uh, apparently this, this, this movie star has earrings that, um, that... Are made of a material rare material. That look, yes, a a, a rare material, a crystal that's used for the Megazord's optics. That is not found so, in hyperspace or hypertime. Or so the movie star is. A, she's a Hong Kong pop idol named Angie Sue. I thought she was supposed to be like from uh, Europe or something. Wikipedia says Hong Kong pop idol. She's from Hong Kong, uh, and everybody realizes that she's the spitting image of Yoko. And <laughs> she's like, no, she's not. Shut up. And then, uh, and then they go, and and then uh, Angie Sue's like, "Dude, you look just like me." She's like, "Oh, okay." And then, so they have to come up with a plan because Angie Sue has a press conference, and they're like, "No, we can't cancel or delay the press conference. That's not gonna happen." My dreams are more important than to, to me than the world getting destroyed because I gave them the last part they need to build their super death robot. <laughs> and it's not like she can't just wear. She, it's not like she can't just not wear the earrings because they're very important to the character that she's going to play in the movie. Couldn't they reschedule and then create a and fake? It's, it's not like it's, yeah, it's not like she can't just wear fake of the earrings, which which somebody would anyway. They wouldn't wear the real earrings that they would wear in the movie because they'd need them for the movie. 
they'd wear a fake as opposed to using the rare the, the rare uh, and why, material the, and why, the, the rare crystal you can't find in Japan and why even use the real version of that in the movie at all when you can create a convincing fake right yeah that's what I'm saying like why would you why would you use the real rare crystal that cannot be found in Japan as opposed to just you know using a, a fake why not use a fake anyways yeah why not why not why not use a fake like they did in the show? Actually, like it, they actually didn't use some sort of rare mineral. I'm sure that that those earrings were just glass. Actually, uh, they did get away with uh, one of the earrings. No, I'm saying like in real life. I'm saying like in filming Go Busters. I'm sure the earrings they used were just glass. Of course. They also kind of look like Patara, Patara earrings. So if if Yoko put one on and Angie Sue put the other on, then they'd fuse. But they'd look the same. Yoko Sue and look the exact same. So they, they have the, the copyright who's copying people, and they can't find him because he copies some dude and just, like, walks as him. Like, this dude, what the F? And then um, at the end, they form Go Buster Row and beat the Megazord. And then even though she feels lousy about the earrings, she learns that Angie, Angie sent her an email expressing her gratitude and a new tube video of Yoko fighting the copyright. Oh, oh, don't even get me started on that email, that English email of not speaking proper English. Like, hello, Yoko, I am uh, Angus. Oh, no, it's not that bad, but it's there's still some grammatical errors. It, it's, it's, it's mostly fine on that regard of what you're making fun of, but... I am the gratitude. Thank you. It, it, it was written quite uh, inefficiently for uh, proper sounding I'm I'm sure it's better than most American native English speakers. <laughs> if that's actually true, then I'm saddened for America. Uh, then be saddened for America, bro, because I'm pretty sure it's better than most native Englishmen. I'm sure there are people in Japan who can speak and write English good. They just don't get hired by these companies for some reason. <sighs> um, anything else you want to say about this episode besides the fact that they, I, 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 there is no reason for them to not just use a decoy or even use the actual rare crystal at all? Ever in the in the in the filming of this production, I I just want to say that for all from now on, all English things should be should should be written and spoken by uh the president of Nintendo Satoru Iwata. He's got fun English. I say this should be done by uh oh my god who's the the Sega the Sega guy? Who? Oh my god, there's some sort of there's some Sega guy who I don't know they made a joke Sega counter. Why not just get like an English teacher from Japan to write the get, stuff? Get get, get Julian. That, that's that's the weird thing. It's it's like they they can't get people who do it right. They they insist on getting people who can't do it right. There are people who are Americans that live in Japan. Get those guys. Just be like, hey, is this how you talk English? They'll be like, no, actually, no, it's not. Uh, apparently, they've never thought of that. Um, some of the thoughts never occurred. If I ever go to Japan, I'll kick Toei's doors down and be like. I want to tr- I want to give you English writing, motherfucker. Uh, and they get thrown yeah. out. And they'll be like, "Oh, Sam Jackson." If they see me and think Sam Jackson, they've got more problems than I ever thought. Well, because because you said motherfucker, and they'll be like, "Oh, Sam Jackson, ho ho, yeah." Uh, I think I was talking about Takashi Izuka. He's uh, I don't know. Anyways, just, just um, get just get Kageyama to do all their English. Yes, that would I think. That's a nice compromise. Just have Kageyama do all your English, and it'll be just as bad, but at least it'll be, it'll be Kageyama. It'll sound good. Yeah. And, well, actually, sound Maybe. bad, but hilariously bad. In a it'll good way. sound incoherent, but um, you know, we'll all be whatever. bobbing our heads along to the music. 
Jetto, 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 man. Uh, the next episode is called A Surprising Day Off, episode, uh, mission 13. So Yokio is given the day off from work, everybody's given the day off from work. And so, uh, so Hiromu and Ryuji are assigned to accompany her on a surprise tour. Let me, let, me, let me guess, is it going to be her best day ever? It was the best day ever. I was thinking more Nappa, but okay. She's given the day off from work and he, with Hiromu and Ryuji assigned to accompany her on a surprise tour for the Buddyroids. Starting with having Gorosaki see the animals at the Kamine Zoo, then a visit to Tokyo Dome Attraction Theme Park for Usada to enjoy the rides. However, a meteorite signal is detected nearby and forces the Go-Busters to intercept it, much to Usada's dismay. Finding Tuberoid, the Buddyroids help get the civilians to safety while the Go-Busters deal with the bugglers before they're alerted to a Vagus Megazord coming in 2 minutes and 30 seconds, along with discovering that Kuroki is not in the base. As Red Buster heads off in the CB-01 to intercept the Tuba Zord, Blue Buster and a fired-up Yellow Buster battle Tuberoid. However, though realizing that both Tuberoid and Tuba Zord are using weak attacks, the former being easily hurt by Blue Buster and the latter being easily destroyed by Go Buster Ace, Tuberoid escapes. While the others track down Tuberoid, after having Usada go on the rides, Yoko meets up with Hiromu before revealing to him the surprise that she has in store for Nick and hints about a backup for him and Ryuji. By then, Tuberoid makes his move again with Hiromu taking the hit meant for Yoko. After being alerted to another Metaroid being created with another Vagus Megazord to appear in 28 minutes, the Gobusters fight Tuberoid and the Bugglers, while Gorosaki takes Usada back to the base. Seeing Yellow Buster dodging Tuberoid's fanfare soundwave, Red Buster and Blue Buster realize that the Metaroid has been made to counter her abilities and destroy him before he completes his objective. However, Tuberoid 2 appears, walking through what remains of his predecessor to subject the Gobusters to his much more powerful music attacks. The next episode is called Sava Rescue Strategy. It's it's part two. So, confronting a meteorite identical to the previous one they destroyed, Red Buster and Blue Buster find themselves at a disadvantage, though Yellow Buster is unaffected by Tuberoid 2's sound wave. Even though Nick arrives to even the odds, Yoko is captured as she momentarily left the fight to recharge. Which is great, because like Red Buster and Blue Buster are shooting, and so she hides she hides behind the pillar to, to eat some candy. And then Tuberoid also hides behind the same pillar to, to dodge the attacks, and she's like, oh, crap. No one thought about, you know, maybe uh, not shooting him towards that pillar? My favorite part is that she takes out all of her candy and then drops it, as opposed to just taking out one piece so that if she happens to drop it all and get kidnapped, she will still have some in her pouch. She, she even demorphed because she just ripped off her helmet, shoved half the candy down her throat, and then put her helmet back on? I'm just saying logically the camp here was kind of a weak moment. It it might it might take more take more energy to to stay morphed. So she has to demorph before she uh, runs But out even of if she had to demorph, how could she not have just seen that guy and before he attacked just shoved it down her throat? No, obviously. Yeah. Yes, just shove it down her throat. That's uh that's actually not how you please a woman, Golden. Anyways, uh um, Well, it would have given her more energy. Damaging both Hiromu and Ryuji's morphin braces, Tuberoid 2 runs off with Yoko. As Gorosaki proceeds to repair their morphin braces, Hiromu and Ryuji receive a message from Tuberoid 2 using Yoko's morphin brace to tell them not to interfere with the second Megazord or Yoko will die. As Tuberoid 2's location is revealed to be in the Shimatani district, fortunately no Akiba Rangers villains are from there, and learning that the original Tuberoid's soundwave attack was part of a two-phase attack with Tuberoid 2, Hiromu and Ryuji prepare to head out anyway. However, Nakamura demands them to come with her to see the tables Yoko set up for the Buddyroids, revealing that this is the day of their activation, and surprise tour is more of a birthday tour, 
completely destroying the surprise because you know they were they weren't gonna let her die or anything she's like you're gonna let her die what are you doing like no they're not gonna let her die she's their friend they're not gonna let her die why are you ruining her surprise all you did was ruin stupid her big stupid day. Pr- all you did was ruin the surprise that's all you did she's a bad friend uh, what a Assuring Nakamura that Yoko's life is a priority and still having time, Hiromu and Ryuji make their way to Chiburoto's location to save Yoko. While Ryuji takes out Bugler bodyguards, Hiromu poses as Enter to get close to the girl. Though seeing through his disguise as he recognizes Hiromu's heartbeat, Tuvaroid is caught off guard once Yoko gets candy in her system to offset her weak point. Which is great, because he's like, he comes in and he's like, Oh, Tuvarodo. Oh, and then he's like, he's like, uh, oh, what does he say? Oh yeah, he he mentions that he screwed up, and then uh, but he's like, très bien. And it's like, and then <laughs> he's like, he's like, très bien. And 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 uh, dude's like, that's not where you use that. But luckily, the Tuvaroid's too stupid to realize what French is. Yeah. Um. After Gorosaki arrives to the to give the the guys their morphin braces, they and Yoko assume their gobuster forms while revealing the gear has been modified to resist the Metroid's music. After Tiburoid 2 is destroyed, the Go-Busters enter their buster machines to face Tibazord 2. Using the GT-02 Gorilla to negate the Tibazord 2's music, which is great because he's like, alright, use your speakers, and then it's just a negating frequency, because that's how sound works. Well, actually, that, that is how sound works. If you get two, frequ- two, uh, two sounds of, a, of, a, of the same frequency, they'll cancel each other out. I know, that's how sound works. Otherwise, if they did it wrong, though, they could have done the opposite frequency and amplified it. That's why I said, that's how sound works. I thought you were being sarcastic. Words. You're sarcastic. Your mom's sarcastic. Uh, so using the GT-02 and the 2s music, the GoBusters form GoBuster O to finish the Vagus Megazord off. As the Buddy Roy's birthday party goes underway, Kuroki meets up with an old friend, the mysterious Beatbuster and his Buddy Roy, Beat J. Stag. He's actually, right. he's actually got a full name, even a middle name. Or there's at least Beat an initial. Stag. Well, Nick Cheetah is a full name. But he doesn't have a middle, na- middle initial. Maybe he does. We just don't know it. Maybe it's like Nick Q Cheetah. <laughs> Nick Nick a, Nick a Cheetah. Of course, they're all going to be A's. Well, no, because because he's because he's he's um he's he's Ace. So A. Maybe 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 Nick B Cheetah because he's CB zero one. Maybe. That could make sense actually. Good good. Um, so Colton. Uh, Tuberoid Tubazord. What about it? What did you think? Yeah, it was, it's actually a very interesting strategy. I, I like that they're going for a more creative route out of uh, trying to think about the enemy. It's like it's like you got an attack that seems to do nothing. So one person actually gets hit, nothing happens. You assume, oh, I can just run through it. And then that's a great way to get everyone all weakened up for the second one, whose, whose strategy only works when it hits everyone, and only by pure chance did Yoku not get hit. Uh, well, that and like you know, the the uh, uh, Hiromu like he's like all right, one to go, and he shoots at Yoko when Hiromu st- like gets in the way. So uh, the weird thing is this this actually kind of felt like a two part filler episode, <laughs> which is which doesn't happen often. But um, like like you know, it's it's obviously filler filler, but like it was you know, there was serious stuff. Stuff happened, and then at the end there was a birthday party. It was it was a good character moment, and it set up a nice uh, preview for uh, certain upcoming characters. Right. Yes. Yes. At the at the very last minute of the forty four minutes, we got. Uh, oh, sorry, forty eight minutes. We got. Oh, there's a new, there's a new character. What's gonna happen? Slightly earlier, I must I must say than uh, normal six strangers. Not really. A little bit. I mean, you know, seventeen's been the usual standard. Mm, Fifty. It's sixteen. Fifteen. 
15 through 17 is, is the standard. 16, 16, I think, was... It's around 16, so 15 is, isn't all that crazy. I don't know, who knows? Maybe new up, maybe new, maybe new sixth ranger system next episode because we only got five, four and five this episode. <laughs> next episode, sixth ranger. Oh, that would be an overload of new rangers. Um, oh no, wait! There's another. There's another three rangers coming in next episode. Yeah, exactly. Just, Go Busters B Squad. It's like um, it's like Go Under. We need we need at least seven, at least. Bring that. Bring in twelve. If not, if not more than seven. Um. So, is there anything else you want to say about about these episodes with the with the tuba tuberoid? Uh, I like I said, I really I really like the villain concept. It was it was a very effective strategy. Yeah, one two punch. It, I mean, I, I saw it coming right away. But it, but it was it was still it was still a brilliant choice given the situation. I mean, the Ghostbusters had no way of knowing for the first one, and only because of his insistence on going after Yoko after hitting the other two did it really get kind of uh, obvious, for, at least for the characters. It really came together nicely, I think, and uh, I I can't really wait to see more of these kind of robot designs where we'll see uh, more creative uses for uh, taking out the enemy. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully we will. Well, I think we'll be seeing some interesting stuff very soon because you know, new Rangers means new robots. I I I quite liked the um how how <laughs> how they they had um they they had Hiromu poses enter and. He wasn't good at it. He just like he sort of had like, oh, I have this little thing that you can see. Look, it's a voice changer that is perfectly changes my voice. I'm just what, what I'm saying is he's, he he's no Malshina when it comes to voice changing. Uh, it could have worse. He he, he could have pulled out the old uh, what was that thing from a Home Alone? Is that one of those? I don't even remember. Oh yeah, it was the Talk Boy. Anyways, Mission Fifteen: The Gold Warrior and the Silver Buddy. So I can't find a, a description of this online. So I'm a wing it. Uh, the episode. <laughs> you did watch the episode, did you? I did watch the episode. Um, it starts off. Kuroki is talking to to the to the mysterious beatbuster he met, and uh, he he powers down. He dehensions, and uh, he's like, "Yeah, what's up? I'm Magiello." He's like, "Magiello? I thought you died." He's like, nope. He's not actually. He's the same actor as Magiello. Oh, it'd be great if he was the same character as Magiello. Like, Magiello, I thought you died. He's like, nope, I'm Magiello, but now I'm Beatbuster. <laughs> oh, I'd love to see since I do that. Just be like, hey, I'm an old ranger. Now I'm a new ranger. Um, then it it takes us back to uh to uh, uh the 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 GoBusters base when <laughs> this is not a way to do this. <laughs> And people complain about uh, the samurais having no personal life. These guys just stay in their base all day. Well, that's different, though. The samurai are are supposed to be teenagers that are normal teenagers, where these guys are secret agents meant to take. First of all, they're they're almost they're adults, except for Yoko. But True. like they're they're and Yoko does do school. Yoko does school. Uh, anyways, so Gorosaki's looking through Ryuji's old stuff, and he finds his old mementos from back when he was a normal person and not a secret agent. And Ryuji finds one of his old, uh, his old. He got a second place certificate or medal or something for a robot building competition, and and he he was a little disappointed because cause he's like it's per it was perfect, but uh, but the 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 person who was in charge of of judging Masato Jin. Said that, uh, or Gene Masato, but his, his 
that's the Japanese naming scheme. Masato Jean would be our naming scheme. Uh, Jean, uh, Masato. Wait, hold on. Whatever. He said, he said that, uh, you know, it's not, uh, everything shouldn't be perfect. Perfect, perfection is bad. Perfection is boring because, you know, your personality comes from the defects within. He says that later. So he says, I'm, exp- I'm explaining. So he that. says perfection is boring. Uh, and, and then they get a, they get a report of a, of a Metaroid. So they go to fight them. They go to, they go to find the Metaroid, uh, and it's, it's a vacuum roid. Uh, and the best part is, is that <laughs> enter. What, what do they call it? It's, it's surely not called vacuum roid. It is. Vacuum roid. Well, no, it's, it was, uh, sojiki roid. Sojiki roid, but vacuum roid is what it was translated to. Uh, that's it's like I think it's like one of the few instances of actually using a Japanese name because most of them are actually English. No, names. most of them are Japanese names, but they're they're over time does them as English names because Japanese names whatever they just I'm sure. Oh, they they did do several like what about Tuberoid? Yeah, some of them are English names like Tuberoid, but like Trainroid wasn't Trainroid. Um, if you, I'm sure running a train on you, Roito. I'm sure if if you were if you uh. If you were watching the uh, the TV Nihon subs, it has it on all Japanese stuff, and it's like, by the way, just so you know, Sojiki means vacuum, as opposed to just calling it vacuumroid. Anyways, so um, and remember, Keikaku means plan. <laughs> hey, hey, let's go, King. Uh, so anyways, so, protect my balls. So the vacuum, so the, uh, the vacuumroid is made because enter breaks into some woman's house. And says, hey, by the way, what's up? And she doesn't turn around or anything. She doesn't notice the strange man in her house. I think she's got the vacuum a little loud. You can still hear people. Anyway, so he turns the vacuum into a vacuum roid, and then she's scared. So uh, so the vacuum roid's starting to suck Anatron out of cars, and the Go-Busters show up to fight him. But uh, they're not faring all that great. And that's when uh, that's when Beat Buster shows up with Beat J. Stag. And oh, can I just mention real quick? I'm sad they didn't go the real world route of this because uh, I would have loved to see him try to suck uh, Inatron out of the cars just for the cars to explode due to the due to like a spark inside of his uh, vacuum system su- igniting. I'm it. surprised he didn't try to suck Inatron out of out of Nick when he showed up later. Because there's only there's so many ways that would go wrong for a children's show in Japan. <laughs> I don't know why he didn't just suck Nick off. Um. Anyways. So, uh, so, oh, so, my brain. so, so, Beatbuster and his his buddy Roy Beat J Stag show up, and they uh, <laughs> he would he would suck then beat. He would suck then beat. They they show up and they they fight the uh the 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 so uh the the <laughs> the maturity is astounding on this show. <laughs> they show up and they fight the Metaroid, and and uh, but but they they let him get away, and like eh, don't worry about it, and he he. And she powers down. And by the way, at at a point, Ryuji's like, "That voice, I recognize that voice." So he powers down, and Ryuji's like, "Holy crap!" It's the guy I first mentioned for the first time ever today. Yeah, right. What a coincidence. Which, which obviously I called specifically. I'm like, "BT Dubs, the Beatbuster is totally gonna be Masato Jean because Ryuji totally said that for the first time right after we saw Beatbuster's face. You know, it'd be a great twist just to be like for it to be not that person, but someone completely unrelated. That'd be that'd be interesting. I would I would have preferred that. Or like it's like I have no clue who you are. Or like he was somebody different, and like but like it turned out B J Stags like he wasn't actually AI. He was like the built-in. He was the the uh, the what is it? Uh, he, his his he was the the per like the personality of of Masato Jean was inserted into B J Stag like the consciousness of him. His, oh, that'd be, that'd be an interesting concept. But nope, they're just or, like, or he or he detransformed Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter. 
Anyways, anyways, so um, so so they let them they let him get away, and then they're like, yeah, don't worry about it, it's cool. Uh, and he's like, oh, holy crap, you're a Masato Jin. And he's like, yo, what up, Ryuji? It's like, yo, what up? Uh, you're you have not aged in thirteen years. It's like I know. It's uh, it's that new it's that new Atkins diet. That new hyperspace diet. Yeah, right. So, uh, so the, so the, uh, the, he, he, um, uh, Masato leaves and, um, uh, he, he says, come on, Beat, let's go. He says, uh, Jay, he says, come on, Jay, Beat Jay Stag. He says, come on, Jay, let's go. And Beat Jay Stag picks him up and just jumps. Like, he, 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 he scoops him up, like, and holds him in his arms and then just jumps away. Something like you'd see out of Spider Man with Mary Jane being held. It is weird. Uh, so they go back to base, and uh, and Kuroki's like, yeah, well, uh, he told me about him, but I didn't want to tell you guys until uh, until I learn more. Uh, don't don't judge me. And so uh, and so they're like, oh yeah, but you know he must be a good guy, right? And and Kuroki's like, well, there's one problem. And like, what's that? And Ryuji's like, well, he hasn't aged in 13 years. He looks exactly the same. So like yeah, we should probably go into the assumption that it's not actually him. It's like it's like it's like there's no way some genius inventor is that kind of a douchebag. It's like no, that's always been his personality. Like, yeah, yeah. It's like there's no way he's that kind of joke. She's like nope, no, that's that's definitely him. That's definitely how he acted. Uh, so uh, they get another report of the of the Metroid, and they go to fight him, and uh, they're they're definitely getting their asses handed to him. So uh, then Beatbuster shows up with Beat J Stag. Uh, or does he? Does he? Sh- oh no, he shows up as as Jin, right? Yeah, yeah. He shows up as Jin with with BJ Stag, and he's like, "All right, check it out, guys. Hold on, it's gonna be awesome. Check it, check it. Hold on." And then him, him, and and BJ Stag both pull out like a gun type morpher thing, and they go, it, "It's more." They both say it's morphin time. Yeah, they have a specific name for that, the morphin something. It's not brace. I don't know. Obviously not brace because it's not a brace. Um, Damn it! I knew the name earlier. I well, slept I since you- then. <laughs> so they, they pull it out. They both they both morph and which was an awesome sequence, by the way. Yeah, yeah, no, awesome. And so uh, they they, Stag, they, uh, they go together. The morph goes together, and 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 as the is a is, is a BJ Stag's armor goes off of off of him and goes on to Masato, making him into Beatbuster. He becomes Beatbuster, and then BJ Stag henshins into Stagbuster, which, which makes which makes you think that's what's underneath uh, BJ Stag's armor. Yes, because his armor goes flying off, and then that's what reveals him. You know, I I I really like the uh, the personality that we get from these two. It's just it's just a very interesting dynamic. Yep. So Majiella, I mean uh, Beatbuster, uh, uh, fights fights the Metaroid while uh, while the GoBusters go fight the Megazord, which which has just arrived. Uh, well, at first, they're still apprehensive, but Beat J Stag, he he's like hogging the spotlight, and Masato's like, "God, you're so flawed." And it's like, "Well, I guess it's the quirks that make it." What was the line? It was like the quirks that make it something. Quirks that make it interesting. Something like he said. Yeah, this isn't. Like, I think it's the. I guess it's the quirks that make that make things interesting. And you're just like, "Well, that's definitely him," because those are words that he said in the past. Well, that, that's just the thing, you know. Like I was mentioning earlier, you get your personality from your flaws, because if everyone's perfect, everyone would be exactly the same. Right. That's that's yes. Those were his words. Your flaws make you different. Yes, and so so it's like all right, it's definitely him. And then and then uh, Yoko's like, well, if you trust him, I trust him. And Hinoma's like, well, I still don't trust him, but and Ryuji's like, well, good enough for me. And so they 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 pull out Go Buster O because 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 they were gonna just have Ace do it, but it's a gamma type, so they have to use Go Buster O. So they pull out Go Buster O and they they beat him while while Beat Buster beats. The other guy <laughs> beats the Metaroid. There's a lot of beating going on in this episode. 
just everything's beating. Beat, beat, beat. And so Beatbuster defeats the, the Metaroid. And, uh, and so they go down, and Beatbuster takes the Anatron for himself. And they're like, hold on. What just happened? Wait a minute. Something's going wrong here. And they're all like, hold up, wait a minute, put a little love in it. Uh, so, so yeah, so he takes the, the Anatron for himself. And they tell, Kurokin is like, <sighs> yeah. They didn't even get a chance to ask up their parents yet, because he just ran off. I know, they were, they, they, they were, they were going to be like, yo, are our parents still alive in the hyperspace, or was it just you? And then it's like, oh no, I killed everybody. <laughs> oh, that'd be great. But then except the preview, it's like, it's like the Highlander. It's like there can only it's be one. Like last one, <laughs> yeah, there can only be one to come back. Everybody else has to die. But then uh, we see in the next episode preview that basically uh, he's like, yeah, I'm not going to tell you unless you beat me because I'm an asshole. Your, your, your family may be buster. dead, but I'm not going to tell you until you beat, defeat me in a fight. I'm not going to tell you until you beat the beat buster. But yeah, one of the things I loved about this episode was just the dynamic personalities that you had. Like beat Jay Stag, who became a stag buster. He's just got such a, he's just got such a person that screams, "I want attention first. But then, but then, but then, uh, but then Jen's all like, "Get out of my way! You're just a robot. It's my show." They're they're both trying to be number one, but they can't both be number one. Like, let's not the charge of number one. they both want to be in the silver spotlight. I mean, the the spot, the gold spot. Wait, hold on. They both want to be number one. It's that. Uh, they, they yes, they both want to be in the spotlight because no one wants to be number two. Right. So one is so he's one and the other one's a, basically. Future ROM reference and uh, anything else about about Beatbuster Stagbuster you wanted to say Beat uh, and Beat J Stag. Uh, very interesting characters. I cannot wait to see more from them because we've only seen one episode I think, so far. I think, I think it's really interesting that they that they brought back. Uh, oh man, I wish I had his name in front of me right now. They brought back. Uh, the actor who plays Jin. This is the first name. time we've had. We, this is the first second. time we've really had a ranger come back since uh, since uh, Ninja Red came back as uh, Hyuga. Nope, it's the first time we've had a ranger come back since Change Pegasus came back as Budai. But it's the first time we've had a hero come back since Ninja Red came back as Hyuga. Come on, Golden. Right, tell you this every time, every you, time. You, I keep you telling you, picky little bitch. I get it. Hugo was not a ranger. He was a hero. <laughs> he was their six. He had a giant robot. <laughs> he was the Black Knight. He wasn't. He was a Bangai hero, technically by the by the rules of Sentai. Yeah, according to Toei, uh, guys like X One Mask could just chop liver. So you know, fuck them. I, I think it's fine because I don't think any kids remember Maji Ranger. Uh, Maji Ranger wasn't that long ago. Thirty sixth, twenty ninth, six years ago. So I'm sure, like some. 12-year-olds who are getting made fun of for watching Sentai still. Remember Maji Ranger? For all of you 12-year-olds in Japan who are still watching Sentai, we know more pain than you do. Pain is power. Hey, pain is speaking power. of pain is power... <laughs> yeah, and speaking of... Uh, yeah, you 12-year-old kids should go back to bed, because speaking we're talking about something more mature. And, yeah, speaking of good little girls and boys, stop listening now, because we're going to talk about Hikonen Sentai, Akiba Ranger. It is correct, my friend. It is time for Akiba Ranger. See, I didn't say that's right. I said it is correct, my friend. 
I see. I, I, I made that joke like. You know, when you did the three, two, one part, I just had to go hold up my hand. Hitchin. Three, two, one. Hitchin. Um. Well, I made see, it again. The problem is that. What the now? Is that they don't hear when I say three, two, one. So you're like, when you said three, two, one, like when do you say three, two, one? I'm not gonna leave that part in. That doesn't make sense. Well, you could leave that part in. No, no, you you cut that part out, but you cut in the audio anyway, from the show. So episode uh, Akiba Ranger, we're gonna two, just get one. right into it because we're almost at the end of Akiba Ranger coming up soon. Coming up, oh, I wish it was coming up O's, but instead, it's coming up soon. Oh, hold on, you get it, you get it. Okay, um, episode four is uh, Forbidden Delusion is the Pain of Immortality Blue. I don't actually know what that means. Upon telling her comrades that she will not take part in any further delusions, Mitsuki explains that she's going to a martial arts camp, training camp in Izu for three days. Izu or is it Itsu? I don't know. This, however, does not mean that she will leave the team for good. On the other hand, Hiroyo tells the trio that the delusion amplification system does not work outside of Akihabara. Because of their drunken mishap on the last battle, Akagi and Yumeria are asked by Mitsuki to not enter any delusions while she is away. The next day, Akagi and Yumeria are ha- living their normal lives while resisting the temptation to delude. The duo go to Otamix for Yumeria to try out some new costumes. When she dresses up as Melee, Akagi starts having delusions of his, of his female comrades, Sayaka, and Malshina cosplaying as various Super Sentai female characters. Suddenly, Chief Clerk Monzen Nat Chief Clerk Monzen Nakacho Hashibiroko appears and uses uh, a spell to purify all the nerds of their vices, causing them to leave the store and live normal lives. Surrounded by a group of Shatiak priests, Akagi and Yumeri are forced to enter the delusion and change into Cable Rangers. With one member miss, it's why it's like, did it's they like, name these characters this way? Yo, Even Japanese people can't possibly stand this. Every week, and and Hiromiki made this. Even like I, I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure even they made the point in the show that these are terrible names. We don't like saying them out loud very long. Yokushima, Yokushima Kuritan, I didn't even get while we were watching the show. Like, during the during our, our review, Yokushima go back and listen to our review of Goanger, and we just called him Yogo Dad. <laughs> and then he came back, he came back in 199, and then by 199, I finally figured out how to pronounce his name. I miss Yogo Dad. Um, I mean, he came, he came back for the 35th movie. It was, it was. <gasps> With, that must with have been a great moment missing, in your life. They must wait until Hashibiroko... The crown achievement of your See, entire life. When I shorten it, I can sort of say it. Upon remembering that only the suit actor for Yellow 4 appeared in episode 10 of Chodenshi Bioman, Akiba Red considers be bringing Akiba Blue in the scene without Mitsuki around. Oh <laughs> yes, bring the suit actor Hachibiroko, of, of, however, in the, does in just comparison that, to the series where the character instead. died. Thinking that Akiba Blue has been brainwashed, Akiba Red and Akiba Yellow find ways to make her snap out of it, but to no avail. Right when she's about to finish off her comrades, the real Akiba Blue suddenly appears out of nowhere to intervene, which reminds Akiba Red of several imposter episodes of past Super Sentai titles. Mashina, who reveals herself to be the fake Akiba Blue, drops the act before leaving the scene, prompting the Akiba Range to destroy Hashibiroko. Back at Cafe Himitsukuchi, Akagi and Yumeria shop online to buy a gift for Mitsuki as a token of gratitude for helping them. 
Mizuki returns from Izu, but upon seeing that she has a set of Aoi keychains that were exclusively sold at a recent convention, Akage and Yumeria begin to question her whereabouts. She embarrassingly explains that she really went to Izu, but admitted to going to the convention, hence her ability to enter the delusional battle at the last minute. This enrages Nobuo and Yumeria, who chased Mitsuki out of the cafe. Colton, forbidden delusion! Is the pain of immortality blue? That was, that, was the, that was the title of this episode, well, I, Colton. I really don't know about that, but I episode. did find this to be a rather fun little episode. <laughs> it wasn't a question. I like the, I like the idea of... Huh? It was... I know, I was just answering it like I didn't okay. know the question. Well, I'm stating that I don't know. Anyways, if let me finish my comments. I, I, I like the idea of, uh, oh, hey, well, this is our fictional delusional world, and there have been episodes where there haven't been characters, so let's just summon yes, in the suit actor. Only this is, goes bad, because it's not really yeah, that yeah, character it's, at all. It's, it's one of those it's fake troping. episodes. Uh, why, why are you troping, yo? Um, Akagi, you gotta study I, your I tropes. This series makes me trope, trope my balls off, man. It's just interesting that he compares uh, the situation to a Bioman when uh, Bio Four died. Was, was, was that the episode that I think the it's just like that dead? one episode Bioman where they brought in Bio Yellow, the Yellow Bio Ranger suit actor, and then that's like, I don't know about that, but I'm at least you, sure I, that I, that I, character I was the one who died, and that might actually be the episode the character or, died. I that's a very good question. Or... I think it is, maybe. I didn't know they killed off female characters in that show. Yeah, the original, the original died. All her bio energy was sucked out, and she died. Episode ten. Wow, that's awkward. Yes, it was. It was the last episode she was in. Yes. Uh, well, I guess that makes he literally let's bring her into the same exact scenario that got a bio man ranger killed. Like, let's let's kill her off. When Gear managed to gather a bit of anti-bio particles weaponized, um, Mika you know dies what? by his Gurantan after sacrificing himself to empty bio-killer guns Hold ammo. On. That doesn't sound right. Um, I don't, I don't know. Maybe that's not right. I'm sure what happened was there was. I feel, so, I feel sorry for that actress. She did nine episodes and then got sued acted for the tenth you know, final episode. She was fired or something, and they had to kill her off because they're not just going to have, like, obviously they can't just have her character come back acted by someone else. It's like, it's like yeah, yeah, yeah. The suit actor's done. Uh, just take the suit out, <laughs> and then the helmet falls off. It's the actress dead in the suit. It's like, oh, you didn't say anything. Well, Toei used to kill characters off a lot. <laughs> the seedy early history of Toei. Um, like, like the original Key, Key Ranger died, which or, makes sorry. you wonder what happened to those actors. Oh no, he 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 was injured. Right. He got replaced yes. temporarily. The replacement died, and then he came back. And then the the original actor killed himself after the Jack movie. So the, so the only surviving person to play Key Ranger is the right. character who killed who died, while the actor who lived the character the actor the character who lived killed himself. All right, let's do tropes and references. I guess at this point they just grab so, the actor who when lived. When Hiroyo tells like, the Akiba nope, Rangers that they, they need won't to remember it's been thirty something years. Nobuo knows, Nobuo knows that they are local heroes, a reference to the Sentai-esque local heroes. Uh, 
As Mitski prepares for the team in her three-day absence, Nobu notes that a three-man synthetic with only two members hasn't been seen since Sun Vulcan. When Ritsuki Owashi went to NASA, and Tayuki Hiba hadn't shown uh, up to replace him yet as Vol Eagle. Which, or, if you didn't after, know, there are two Vol Eagles. Is that the only time we've uh, had a Red Ranger be replaced? I think it is. This reference so, is actually so wrong, maybe, maybe, as Takashi appeared maybe, before, but maybe no departure and the latter is in fact there what? to pass the torch How the does former. that even happen? Apparently. Yeah, that's 35 he, years he, he hasn't been alive that long. That he, could be the case. Like, he hasn't been around that long. Maybe he was following he still the sun too closely. He burned out his eyes. <clears throat> Upon seeing a group of people, which include men dressed as women, entering an old... Like I said, he was following the sun too closely. He burned out his eyes. Nobuo was reminded of Toxic Sentai Deca Ranger episode 26, Cool Passion, where to investigate an illegal fighting ring, the Deca Rangers went un- undercover to visit their underground arena, during which Tetsu dresses up as a woman. Maybe there is. I don't know. How do we didn't watch the episode? Or maybe there's no real reason to dress up as a woman in that case for a fight arena. Yeah. yeah. Right. Oh, Tetsu, Tetsu, Tetsu. Just, oh, Tetsu shows up next episode. Then I assume because it's no, it, I, I'm ten episodes away. Logically, that's around where he shows up. I haven't even got to Tetsu yet. Anyways, I have to watch sixteen and seventeen. Nobu spots Maskman Deluxe Chogokin Good Eight Five. Where the 180,000 yen is gone. It's a place in the shop when it was taken by a figure from Space Sheriff Gavin. Although, from what yeah, I know, no, I, think it's universe, a, I think it's a Gavin. It is actually supposed to be a, thing, a, but was, but it was a, a reference different to series Gavin. and a, just like a, a new thing um, just coming in. When. <laughs> Gavin. <laughs> when Nobuo goes to get a kebab, actually, he's reminded of Ninja Sentai Kakarot in episode 34. But there's no common right so Sandy Hell. With two exclamation marks, because that's how Japan does it. Where the sand-spraying hag transformed food into sand in an attempt to entice one of the yokai army corps bosses, Daimao, into marriage. One of the customers at the kebab Nobuo stand is a finds a costume of melee I'm from Jugensenseki Ranger that he gets Yumeria to wear. He thinks of the other girls in his life doing cosplaying. He picks the outfit of Dark Shadow's Shizuko of the Wind from Gogo Sentai Bokenger, as and as her costume is blue, imagines it being worn by Mitsuki. However, due to Mitsuki's strictness, he decides that the Invasion Garden Avalotan's destruction messenger, Janu, from Bakiru Sentai Abba Ranger, would be more appropriate. He then imagines Yumeria as Lije and Hiroyo as Lijul. Due to Hakusei's connection to the Akiba Rangers, Nobu decides that she would be better as Space Police Earth Branch's Swan Shiratori from Tokusatsu Sentai Deca Ranger. Nobu wants someone to be graceful and pictures Sayaka as Princess Tatomu from Hyakuju Sentai Gao Ranger. Then, due to her name, Nobu puts her in the costume of the Earth Defense Force's Sayaka Honiden, Change Mermaid, from Dengeki Sentai Change Man. When he asks for something more mature, he accidentally makes her into Space Pirate's Balban's Steerwoman Shalinda from Sages of Daiginga Man. He knows that that would fit Machina better, also picturing his nemesis as Barbaric Machine Clan Gaiark's Water Pollution Master Minister Kegalicia from Engine Sentai Goanger, and Space Ninja Group's Jakanja's Fourth Spear Wendinu from Ninpu Sentai Hurricanger. A lot of a lot of a lot of girls in cosplay. <laughs> I'm I, not subtle at all. A lot of fantasizing for just a bunch of subtle references. 
and not subtle. I'm sure. I'm sure points. she was. She had the Especially same. Especially with her, uh, the costume is very not subtle. In your face, boing. Of course. Yeah, <laughs> not, in fact, not, she not did. totally She's inappropriate, right? <laughs> Which isn't totally appropriate in the series. After transforming, Akiba Yola retains her melee persona, thus her personality attitude towards Nobuo becomes similar to melee's towards Ryo, which, of course, we will see much frequently, yeah, actually, well, yeah, in the latest series. That, when, that, however, that she dressed, she kind of keeps the vocal tics and the way she acts, like even transforms. Right, yeah, I'm, 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 men- I'm mentioning, to continue, um, during the fight, Akiba Red I, I just like, that I just like emphasizing Sentai, this. this is the time when the missing member would show up to save their team. He mentions Chodenchi Bioman episode 10, Goodbye Yellow, remembering that sometimes in official Sentai, characters only show up after having transformed already. He suggests that, Aki- that they could have Akiba Blue appear despite Mitsuki's absence. The monster grabs grants him this wish. And, of course, as we mentioned, the reason that Yellow Fire appeared in costume during this episode is due to her actress already leaving the show, making this the character's final episode. So, my... So, interesting... Interestingly, in that episode, the, the actress didn't even play herself in the voice. Which, which, is, a great, which is a great you sentiment for your as, friend. Uh, Luffy from One Piece or Krillin from Dragon Ball. Some class in the last minute. When this Akiba Blue attacks her teammates, Nobuo mistakenly sure, pieces this yeah. for a brainwashing episode. Yeah, definitely. Which, Watami. if you haven't been following Sentai uh, long, is an ultra open. You probably have even uh, seen Akiba it. Akiba Red models his method of You've seen it with Tommy. the apparently brainwashed Akiba Blue on Bokender Task 14, the revived past, Andrew. when Masami was trying to reach the brainwashed Natsuki. That was a good episode, by the way. It was a great episode. Horrible teeth, but great episode. When the real Akiba Blue yes, appears, awesome. Akiba Red resta- realizes this isn't a brainwash uh, episode, it's an the, the imposter ranger episode. Um, which in is the roll awesome call, Akiba Red common. says that he wouldn't mind letting <laughs> Lei Nefel walk all over him, which, because of the whole, the, the whole cosplaying thing he did earlier. <laughs> After the imposter Akiba Blue reveals herself to be a Malsina and leaves. Akiba Red complains that he figured it'd be this is the one one with the bear and panties with the real blue when he calls the kind of solution for an episode written by Arata. When, <laughs> when the role I call completes, the like, team oh, notices that the bear appeared behind them this time That's with Nobo noting, oh, one of these this time. It's not all these explosions, you know. Which is fantastic. They do transform differently sometimes. The Akiba Rangers explain to the monster that the missing team member showing up for the nick of time has triggered their flag for victory. Near the end, obviously, because we're near Which the I, end. Which I'm just waiting for one of, the, um, one of them to be so literal that... an actual flag pops up that says victory. Yeah, well, hope maybe. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know, maybe. Well, maybe unless there's, unless there's a season two. number of episodes, who knows? <laughs> Fourth Ranger? Come on. Uh, hopefully. I've got to say, this, this, this one, toy... This I don't know how, how the... It's got to be popular enough for one of, more. Of story. course they do. Of course. Oh, they actually, they actually do. They sell figures. They even sell uh, that So that was, that was the toy gun. references for, for episode CDs four. They're selling CDs music. Do everything else about the episode? They'll probably make an anime out of the fake anime. <laughs> so now let's, let's move on to episode... F- this was a, Let's if, move on if into episode fan five. Here into episode a different kind of fan service. This episode is for you because it was some damn good fan service. <laughs> this episode. 
This episode's called. No, <laughs> no, called no, this episode didn't happen. Abort, abort, abort the babies. Uh, this episode's called our episode's called our pain. Yellow mama. Uh, Akagi returns I'm to Kappa Himitsuchi to have some curry rice when he suddenly me. notices Yumeria cosplaying as an alien girl and telling everyone that her mother, Masako from Mount Pear, Yamanashi Prefecture, is visiting her. Later, Akagi, Mitsuki, and Yumeria go to the latter's home, which is decorated with countless anime and Super Sentai memorabilia. Reminded of several parental visit episodes of the past Super Sentai series and fearing the outcome of Yumeria's mother finding out her hobby, Akagi starts hiding all the memorabilia, only to stumble on her collection of yaoi manga in her closet, which gets him kicked out of the apartment. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's the whole, uh, it's there's a world you're not ready to see. In normal outfit, in, into a normal Speaking outfit, in a deep man voice. Identity, when Masako suddenly like, oh God. the room. Everyone is further surprised when they see that she is also a cosplayer herself, known by her alias Miyabi, and she reveals Yumeria's real name as Yuko Yamada. Yamada. It's like, even I'm not nerdy enough to call my daughter uh, Yumeria Moegi, which I don't, I'm not really sure what that means, because, I don't know. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. As the quartet uh, there, there was some sort of translation. That that, that, there's the word birthday. dream in there, and like Moe for like kind Mitsuki of cutesy leave thing. mother and daughter alone for some quality time, they suddenly notice that several cafes and shops on the block have been replaced by host clubs. Or in high school host club? Upon entering a club, they once again encounter Machina and a revived Kabukicho Mesu Garbosaburo, who now plan to annex Akihabara into Kabukicho. Himuria is summoned by Hiroyo to assist her comrades in battling Machina and Mesugururo. Uh, Akiba Yellow is overpowered by Mesugururo when Masako suddenly intervenes. Uh, this, by the way, was the one from the, from the drunk episode. Uh, much to Akiba Red and Akiba Blue's surprise of seeing her in a delusional battle. She takes Yumidia's Moe Moe's Kunes and transforms into Akiba Yellow to brutalize the chief clerk before returning the transformation device to Yumidia, She's which is great. She's like the, uh, the what was it? What was her call? It was, it was the something-something uh, MILF? Yes. Um... Uh, so, so What's up, she, like the sexy milk cosplayer? Uh, Return the transformation device to Yumeria to, for the Akiba Ranch to finish them off once and for all. Back in the real world, Yumeria re- reveals that Masako died in a car, car accident five years ago. Since then, she has celebrated her birthday with her mother in her mind, which resulted in Masako showing up in their delusion. Yumeria is grateful to her comrades that she was able to tell her mother everything she wanted to say to her. The entire cafe begins to celebrate her birthday when Kozkos accidentally stumbles, causing the birthday cake to fly and hit Yumeria's face. Okay, I gotta say, for all totally the episodes, cry, man. Missed, you were you were that like ending you were like, caught me totally off guard. I almost cried. Chad, weep, weep, that was weep, sad. Soft. That was just so sad. It's not expected. You, the series is so goofy so, that when it goes for a sudden serious moment, it's like um, it just throws you right in your head. When Cosco's accent asks Nobuo which style of curry he wants, she mentions <laughs> safari and dino. Each style is a nod to the snack shops that were hangouts for their respective team. Snack Gon from Go Ranger, the Snack Safari from Son Vulcan, and Dino Curry from Abba Ranger. When Yumeria first cause, shows up cosplay the Cafe, the music stage from 24, 2001, a space odyssey plays in the background. I'm not sure they paid their licensing rights to that, knowing Japan.
or maybe I don't know. Maybe Toei owns the rights to, to it in Japan. So yeah, they might not have. Uh, maybe. Upon finding out Yumeria's mother is coming to visit, Nobu says that it's the true Sentai stock Nobuo plot. Nobu mentions the, the Chogokin figures his mom threw Which away. I'm sure is also a stock one, though not as common of a stock one. Oh, that poor man. Those figures must have been nice. They're, they're, they're not as you know mobile as an actual uh, deluxe figure, but they, they look better when they're posed. At least that's what I've seen. Being a Sentai fan... Some of the stuff in Yumeria's room is Sentai merchandise. Nobu tries to hide her otaku stuff, explain that's a classic Nobu Sentai says trope. They might when be dealing with the second major fight over the, ri- over the wrist their kids' the face. The marriage the interview. He explains there are Sentai episodes where a heroine's parents force a marriage interview for my daughter's sake, but it's really a scheme to get their kid off the team. When Yumeria says this is unlikely, Nobuo chases, note, notes that Shisato from Mega Ranger was still in high school, and her grandmother of all people brought it up. The episode referred in this case was It's Over, the Explosive Granny Whirlwind. Clearly. Which is the best title of an episode ever. Nobo is sad to find that the shop selling Sentai toys have been replaced by a host club, saying he's going to buy the Bioman Super Electric Bullet Set. the fighting against the return, Kabukicho. Oh, and that Masked Man robot. I wanted that Masked Man robot. Oh, man, I was so close to doing that well. Akiba Red says that revived monsters are always weaker than the original. In his roll call, Akibaris says, My favorite parental visit episode starred Volpanther. When Yumeria's mother became Vulcan Kibi Yellow, Yumeria says that she uh, mentioned cosplaying as Miss America once. No that this is one of the episodes where the parent gets super excited about what the kid is doing. This also references Miss America being the first female Sentai Ranger to be replaced, going from Diane Martin to Maria Nagisa. Although no more doesn't sequence, point out, Hiroyo the role call this episode features the uh, color explosions behind the individual rangers, which is always a personal favorite of mine. strongest female villain in the history of Sentai. Which you haven't had color explosions in a while. I was going to mention and then realize that I was halfway through the thing. Um, uh, also, let's see, uh, trivia. This, this episode is the first time one of the Keeper Rangers is taken out of the Transformer state in battle. In this case, Yumeria. It marks the first time in Sentai history where a blood-related relative replaces a member on the main team. Although the Go Rangers were completely replaced in the manga sequel, but this manga is not canon. And the first time that inordinate that, that the uh sorry, the penultimate powers are reused as Akiba Red and Akiba Blue wield the Deca Cuffs and Boken Scooper, or Boken Shovel, respectively. It is shown that past Rangers, namely Deca Deca Red and Boken Red, do not need to appear again for the penultimate powers to be utilized. Yes, of course. They've earned them. And then when they get all the penultimate powers, they will define the uh, second greatest <laughs> treasure in the universe. No, we want them to become official. Oh, come on. Tell me you don't want that to be the ending. No, the second greatest fun. treasure in the universe. Like, it's not, it's it's not it's even... That, it's that masked man action figure. That, that giant robot. The second greatest treasure <laughs> in the universe. It's not friendship. Yes. Stupid just, like that is. Just no, that's the third greatest treasure in the universe. This is gold. No, it's a, it's it's, it's the second greatest treasure in the universe. <laughs> yeah, that'd be great. Hey, they directly from, reference like, that. Some Indian. Yeah, yeah friendship's below this. Um. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so Colton, what did you? Uh, you started off with this episode saying, "No, <laughs> here's the Cave of Wonders from Aladdin." 
If, if I was remembering your reference, what, what, what did you think of this episode? I, I, I haven't watched some of these episodes in a while because, you know, time passes. Uh, I, I really found it Maybe to be fun. Quite. I mean, uh, we're starting to see a little bit more and more of uh, Yumeria's in total insanity, and I'm not talking about the mom thing. If that really? that was, it was a very emotional episode. Really? I've got to give it applause because there. When, Even when Sentai has not managed to do dead. that to me yet. But this this series this series got me. Stuff, yo. Oh, yeah, but it was yeah, still yeah, a dramatic scene that was you. building up to it. With this one, it, it it wrenched me out of left field. I didn't see it coming. I was totally yeah. At, le- at least in that situation, I have my defenses up. Still. Here, I'm totally exposed, and the sniper pulls the trigger. It's just, it's just sad to find out that, oh, she had one last adventure with her mom through uh-huh. this delusion, and that she's really dead. She's Batman. Um... In, in this case, it actually is true. <laughs> oh, God. Um, yeah, so... Uh, so I, uh, I don't want to was, was know uh, what she would do with Robin. Definitely t- pulled you out of nowhere. Like, until, until that happens, it's like, oh, just a standard episode. Yeah, yeah, oh, mom shows up, that's kind of funny. Yeah, okay. And then, and then you realize, like, you know, because because you assume that she was like, oh no, it's, that's I, you. I wouldn't worry about that because my mom's also an otaku. But you realize she's saying I wouldn't worry about that because her mom's dead. Like, don't worry about the fact that. Right, it's not going to come up because she's not actually there. But then she shows that's up. That's not going to come up. It was, it was uh, really weird. Like what happened? If you think about it, pretty weird. It was crazy, yo. Dis 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 be whack, dog. That is pretty. <laughs> um, all right. Let's talk about the the next episode, which this is be called sad, dog. "Take Flight Leader: The Painful Trap of Diluted Photography." At Cafe Himitsuchi, Akagi shows Hiroyo a package that he has to deliver to Toei's Tokyo Studio, since he's part of SPD. Uh, SPD obviously being Sasaki Pompoko Delivery. <laughs> well, with Mitsuki tagging along on the trip. On the way, they held Sayaka, who broke the heel on one of her shoes, on her way back to the office. Which is funny, because she's like, oh, why do you have all that uh, Aoi stuff on the car? He's like, oh, it's uh, because, um, it's like, oh, it must be one of those advertisement things, right? That's so annoying. It's like, yes, advertisement, annoying. There's not a schoolgirl in my car. Meanwhile, Yumeria walks around town. I'm to totally not driving around with a 16 year old girl in my car, and I'm 28. To, to an idol show no. scalper, who reveals himself to be Chief Clerk Shimo Kitazawa Hoya. Oh, cool, I can just say Hoya. Uh, he magically pastes the tickets onto the victim's forehead to teleport them to the theater district of Shimo Kitazawa. The Akiba Rangers engage, engage Hoya in a, in a small theater stage, where he and Moshina defeat them using invisible barriers, hidden mines, and shadow tactics. Frustrated by the loss, Mitsuki ponders on going home, but Akagi encourages her to stick around with him in the trip so she will learn the true meaning of battle. After delivering the package to the studio, Akagi and Mitsuki sneak into the TV production department 2, which houses all of the props and scenery used in Super Sentai episodes. There, they spot Kazuo Nibori, a le- the legendary hyper suit actor who has donned the suit of 14 Super Sentai Red Warriors in his career. Infatuated by Nibori's kendo skill, Mitsuki approaches him to seek advice on improving herself as an Akiba Ranger. 
For the rest of the day, Nibori and his crew give a crash course in action scenes, including having to wear a blindfold to simulate wearing a Super Sentai helmet in combat, and making her aware of the camera's location. Which is funny, because she apparently, he doesn't realize that, like, he thinks she's just a suit actress, and she, for some reason, thinks that he knows she's an Akiba Ranger? I don't know how that works. Yeah, but, like, she's just, like, she's less delusional. Uh, it's called their delusional. Anyways. It's their um, whole thing. Delusion. Uh, when she receives a phone call from Hiroyo, she and Akagi and she's being trained by the person she's supposed to be trained by. She's not questioning it. Shimo Kitazawa once again. The Akiba Rangers turn the tables on Shimo Kitazawa and Mashina by becoming the film crew and luring the evil duo onto an elementary school stage filled with unruly children. As Mashina hides in a locker, Shimo Kitazawa winds up in a small city ruin stage. While the Akiba Rangers continue to torment him, when Red Hawk suddenly appears from the sky to attack the chief clerk, because because. Niobori happened to be the be be the uh, the suit actor for Red Hawk. Uh, the Akiba Rangers throw Shimokuchizawa into several into different stages until he re- reaches a warehouse fight scene where Akiba Blue uses everything she learned from Niobori on her attacks. Despite the chief clerk taking out the spotlight, she uses the blindfold technique to defeat him in the darkness. Shimokitazawa attempts to flee back to his home district, but Red Hawk transforms into the penultimate power of the Jetwinger, giving Akiba Red the ability to fly and destroy the chief clerk once and for all. Meanwhile, with the children gone, Mashina exits the locker and spots a drawing of Hiroyo on the wall. Upon taking it, a dimensional portal appears, and she walks through it. Back in the real world, Akagi and Mitsuki meet up, meet up with Yumeria, vowing to make Akiba Range an official Sentai when they suddenly encounter Mashina in front of them. She swears to meet them again before giving her the usual gesture to signal her sh- shatix only to just hail a taxi cab and head for Kameyari. The trio attempt to chase after her when they are stopped by Akagi's boss, Te- Tezuko, who whacks Akagi with her clipboard for taking a delivery not assigned to him. Uh, the trophy references like this, like this episode, so I'm just going to do them myself. Yumeria is making Hakase and Kozkos act out a scene from Jetman Episode 5, Fall For Me, with Kozkos as Gayuki and Hakase as Grey. And they almost make out, right? And then they don't? Uh, at the Toei Studios, Nobuo spots the Greek pillars used for fantasy settings in Sentai. Curse you, Japan! Episode 5 of Geki Ranger, when Geki Toja fought Moria, the Gecko Fist practitioner of the Five Venom Fists. Nobuo finds the Oomori Hill, where... I don't know why that one building stands out to him in all of them, but... ...in Time Ranger, episode 39. Yeah. He, like, he takes, his, he takes his, uh, his iced tea and just pours it all over himself, like, I'm Ayase! I'm Ayase! Uh, yeah, I, I, I guess Toei owns um, a whole chunks of Tokyo to or something. That up through Red Hawk, point. he was a suit actor for every Sentai Red for 13 years, referring to the period from Battle Japan to Red Hawk. He is known as the legendary hyper suit actor. He sought perfection in both action and acting to bring a sense of intensity and realism to the show's martial arts. The... Uh, yeah. So of course, only, no, when, no, once he gets the Power Rangers, oh, yeah, we adapt yeah, the yeah, first Hawk, series yeah. after he stops. The only red he did not play in this period was the second Volt Eagle, Taya, Takeyuki Hiba. He also played Aka Ranger in suit for the first 66 episodes of Go Ranger before being replaced by future Sentai legend, can you guess who? That's right, Kenji Oba. During Mitsuki's training, Niobori explains that once the helmet is on, it is very hard to see. He's got a storied history with the Rangers. His roll call... Uh, Akiba Red states that he liked Niobori best as Red Hawk. Surprise. Golden. 
this is the suit acting episode. It's pretty good. Good roll. Yes. Oh, that's right. Yeah, she did. She she was like, uh, yeah, you also, was like, by did the you way, you got her, a, you got a new post. I've been calling out my name. It's like, no, nah, man, you gotta, you gotta be like, you gotta do something special. Get put up the soul, man. <laughs> For all the kids uh, watching, yeah. it's like, what kids? What are you talking about? <laughs> I apparently don't realize that this is just a suit actor. <laughs> She's like spins around. But yeah, uh, gotta gotta live her choice of pose that shows off everything. Whatever, ever, you know. It's like I'm in a skirt, but I'm just going to flow my legs up in the air like like this. It's it's underwear over. So you can see the panda in every episode. Spandex. Don't don't give her ideas. I would ask for a redesign if I were her. Although uh, the, the the costume the yeah. costume the costumes best work out for uh, uh for a keeper red. No, that's a great costume. It's dignified, dignified for a nerd, anyways. Yeah, I I like the episode. It was nice to it was, you know with Gokaiju we got all the actors to appear, but this was a nice touch to actually bring in the stunt actors and see kind of the behind the scenes right, right. and how this works because you know I don't think they were recording behind the scenes footage back in the day. You know, 30 years ago, so we we just kind of heard uh, little bits and pieces of information here and there from people who worked on the behind the scenes. But this is the first time we've got to see kind of like an idea of what it's yeah, like yeah, to yeah. train under there and what they have to do and like the importance of the camera and stuff. It's very interesting. Exactly, exactly. The, the hits count as long as the camera makes it look like the hits count, even if the hits don't hit. Yeah, and I, I noticed that. Which like, is a I, great I moment that in the fight. Like a hit, it's like, and the it's like the hit didn't hit me, but the camera saw it. It looked like a hit, so it's cool. Exactly. Exactly. That is 100. Exactly how films work. You don't really hit them. You make it look like you hit them. Um. Anything else you wanted to say about the episode? Go check it out on the internets. Uh, yeah, I really like Niobori and how he, you know, go see it. He uh, he came off as a as a proper as a proper actor. He's teaching teaching how to act. Also in the suit. Um. It is, it is. It's physical acting, not just a vocal thing or expressions. It's all about your body language. That's important for a suit actor because, you know, you have people dubbing over, but body language sells a lot of that. How would you think it would be if everyone just talked if they didn't move an inch? No, they're bobbing their heads in funny ways. They're they're always making sure every movement is deliberate and striking. doing things awesomely. I don't know. Make sure, make sure that the movement is moving. Because when the movement isn't moving, then how do you know it's movement? Exactly. That's that's uh that's deep, man. You're not moving that's at deep. that point. Taking the hit of this bong, bro. Uh, episode seven is uh, episode seven. Delirious runway. No, sorry, delirious runaway. Itashir break through the limit. Which is such a a Japanese name. Like, come on. At Cafe Himitsukushi, Akagi, Mitsuki, and Yumeria tell Hiroyo about Malsina entering the real world. Hiroyo is further puzzled after seeing Yumeria's drawing of Malsina, which matches an illustration of her done by her father, Takehiro Suzuki, who designed the Moe Moe Jikunes. 
Later, the cafe receives a basket of purple flowers from Malshina's upcoming evil maid cafe, Warukichi. Akagi, Mitsuki, and Yumeria race to the cafe's location to confront Malshina, who informs them that, contrary to Akagi's beliefs, she is not a figment of his imagination. She then tells them of a vampire attack at Akiba Square across the street. The trio run up to stop the vampires from harming innocent civilians. When Malshina fires at them, they change into the Akiba Rangers to engage her in battle. However, Mitsuki interrupts a roll call when she notices that their arch-nemesis is nowhere to be seen in the delusion. While this is going on, Malshina is seen handing freebies to people who put on vampire teeth for the act. In the delusion, the Akiba Rangers confront a group of Shatiaks led by Yoyogi Sujiboke Hashirigumo. Gumo, I think, is, is Japanese for spider, because he's a spider. A spider-like chief clerk latched on the back of a Shatiak. Shatiak. Yes. Using his enhanced physical abilities, Yoyogi disarms the Akibarin out of your uh, out of your corporate grant, swallowing them, forcing the trio to summon machine Itashar, Itashar to chase after him. Meanwhile, Mashina invades Cafe Himitsukuchi and knocks out Kozkos before incapacitating Hiroya with sleeping gas and abducting her, revealing herself to be Takehiro's creation. Impersonating Hiroya's voice in the communicator, Mashina sets up a trap by encouraging the Akiba Rangers to increase their delusion power to catch up with the Yoyogi. Back in the delusion, the Akiba Rangers combine their delusion powers to eliminate the background and focus on Yoyogi, who changes into a giant spider during the chase. Itashar Robo engages Yoyogi in battle, but the chief clerk traps it in a pile of virtual debris. Yoyogi de- drops a giant fireball for the killing blow while releasing the three Moemoejikun's units. In an act of desperation, Itashar Robo punches through the wall upon contact with the Moemoejikun's units, causing it to enter the real world. Yoyogi also exits a delusion, but Itashar Robo destroys him using a rifle formed out of a signboard. The Akiba Rangers then confront Malshina, who is holding Hiroya hostage, but they suddenly see their normal selves before disappearing into the Moemoizukun's units. Akagi, Mitsuki, and Himeria wake up from their delusion as Malsina releases Hiroyo before walking away, having completed her objective of making the Akiba Rangers break the fourth wall between delusion and reality. He, it doesn't. I, I, I said that myself. Hiroyo tells the trio that with, uh-huh. that with their delusion entering reality, they have now become real soldiers. I know, but that, that is what it is. Machina does not show up for a while, the trio continue to live their normal lives as they read news reports and tweets on the Akiba Square incident. Back at the cafe, the trio happily watch ZQ and Aoi and the legendary door on Blu-ray when the phone rings and Yumeria answers it. She then informs Hiroyo that, it's, that a Toei producer, Hideaki Sukada, on the other line, much to everyone's shock as Kozkos throw a bowl, throws a bowl of snacks in the air. Tropes and references. At the beginning of the battle, Nobuo states that his favorite character from Hikari Sendai Mask Man was Commander San, Sanjuro Sugata. He loves him those main characters. The stand full of figurines that Hakase is holding is a set of Bandai's girls' uniform line of Super Sentai and Rider heroines. When defending Hakase from Malsina, Kozkos grabs the laser magnum, the close combat I'm pretty sure they're made of heroin, but go on. An odd choice given her costume, but... The guy reciting the scene dialogue along with Skizuki and Yumeria is Keiichi Sato, character tweets. designer of Akiba Ranger and also Tiku of Zikun Aoi. For Keitai, Twitter for iPhone, Tiku Doc, 
TweetDeck, and Ktai Web Mobile Web for Twitter's Mobile Web. On Akagi cell phone, the cited source is IC Sports, a parody of Daily Sports, one of the largest newspapers the in Japan. IC is a reference to Dindy Dog IC, a robotic companion of Dindy Man. And Bakuri Sentai Abaranger. And the episode reveals that the designs for Moemoe Jikuns and possibly Mashina were left behind by Hiroyo Hakase's father, All good Hiro Suzuki. Oh, and apparently the name of the villain is uh, is Yoyogi is a name of a neighborhood in Shibuya, so, home to the Yoyogi the National Gymnasium, an area that hosted the 1964 Tokyo Olympics opening ceremony. It's also used in Sentai shows and where most of this battle scenes took place. And Suji Bokehashi the Gumo is uh, a water spider. Scientific name Dolomedes palitarsis. See, I can't even read Latin. It's not just Japanese. Are you, are you scared of spiders, Colton? Ugh. Why do have to be spiders? Uh, spiders. Why do they have to be spiders? I was an Indian... Indiana Jones. I hate spiders, man. They took venom in India. Why did why did it have to be? I hate those eight-legged freaks. So why did it have to be snakes? Yes, I've seen Indiana Jones. But, I was, but instead, spiders. Cause right, spiders why did it, why did it to be snakes? You're a woman who's afraid of spiders. Um, <laughs> no, actually you are. Uh, anything else about this episode you wanted to say? Malshina comes You're to the cracker. real world. This this is the this is the beginning of the uh, uh, final storyline. The reality the itself is morally being fisted right this now. Movie. Yeah, this this seems like it could go bad. I mean, reality probably doesn't need sure, all this of course. crap this appearing in bad. it. It's probably not good for you in the long run. I mean, there's probably going to be some kind of detrimental result of all of this. Uh, yeah, I thought it was, I thought it was we'll pretty good. We, we had I, I enjoyed Mashina the episode. The we but, had yeah. Machina and... So sorry, Machina came in the real world last episode, the, but the uh, the Akiba Rangers came in the real world this episode. Uh, it was pretty crazy, yo. So, uh, so yeah, so this leads up to the, the next episode in which the Akiba Rangers stay in the real world for a little while longer. It's called The Bonds of Painful yo. Special Trading Are the Authorization Roads Conspiracy Intersection. So, uh, the no, I'm sure it makes the bonds of painful special training of the authorization roads conspiracy. That can't possibly sound good in or, any language. Or uh, in Japanese, Itaka toku no kizuna wakonin rodo no inbo kosaten. I'm sure. I'm, I'm sure in French, like zotos above the hotos. Clearly, Japanese is not language that sounds good in either. Now in German. See, I no. Uh, and there go all our French listeners. You asked. He only picked up the phone to talk to Sukata, who tells her the studio was intrigued by the. No, no, no we're not scaring away any more listeners. I would like to interview them as Itachar Robo matches the car she owns. She politely denies any involvement in the incident and hangs up to the shock of the trio. Hiroyo explains to them that the Akiba Ranger's identity should remain a secret team before she calls it a day and heads home, leaving Kozko's in charge of the cafe. Later, the trio, still wanting to be an official Super Sentai, head for the Toei's main office to announce themselves, only to be driven out by the security guard. 
they slowly begin to lose their hopes when they encounter Chief Clerk Tsukishima Alpaka. See, this is so much easier because I can just call him Alpaka. And battle him in their delusion, while Machina reveals to the viewer that she staged the fake toy producer phone call. The Akiba Rangers are able to execute the Moe Magnum attack on Alpaka when Akiba Red suddenly stops his teammates, realizing that they need to bring the fight to the real world to get Tsukada's attention. Seeing that Alpaka's weak nature is holding them back, the trio have him undergo special training. They have a, they have a montage sequence, a training montage sequence, based on episodes of Change Man, Geki Ranger, Go Onger, and Car Ranger vs. O Ranger. The go- oh, I remember the Go Onger training sequence now. Yeah, running impatient. Uh, there was and, and also I training. guess there was also one in, in, in Go Onger vs. Geki Ranger or Geki Ranger vs. Go Onger. Hold on, uh-huh. Go Onger vs. Geki Ranger. Yeah. Running impatient with the delusional battle, Masino smokes a cigarette while watching the trio shadow boxing in the real world. They, this only gets her into trouble when a police officer pulls her out of the premises for violating a non-smoking area. The Akiba Rangers succeed in making Alpaka a more capable opponent, but Akiba Yellow suddenly feels compassion over the chief clerk. However, they decide to give him one last fight, which is funny because he's like, this is my plan. I'm going to stop them because they, they feel all, all on me. And like, nope, the, the way that we honor him is giving him one last fight and totally beating him up. And he's like, hold on, wait, what? The trio execute the Moe Magnum, but Alpaka deflects it with the spatulas, causing a dimensional rip that throws them into the real world. Seeing themselves surrounded by the Akihabara crowd, the Akiba Rangers encourage them to take pictures while they unleash the, the penultimate cannon and destroy Alpaka with it. As Akiba Red and Akiba Blue watch the explosion, Akiba Yellow gives her business card to the crowd. Among them is a faceless vagrant with long hair who then passes the card to Moshina while the Akiba Rangers are chased off by the police officer. Meanwhile, Hiroyo spends the day investigating her father's whereabouts over the past year by visiting several companies he was involved with. She's told by his former colleague of a robotics firm that Takehiro had become obsessed with anime and started submitting his portfolio to different animation studios. She goes to Studio Bell Village, home of Zikyu Naoi, where she discovers that Mashina was the original design for the anime's main antagonist. Takehiro was originally in charge of Zikyu Naoi's production and character designs, but was kicked off the studio when his work started becoming violent and he had personality conflicts with the staff. Walking back home while reflecting on what she learned of her father and the Moe Moe Zikyu's designs, she starts to realize that Takehiro is the true mastermind behind the guerrilla marketing firm. Tropes and references, 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 references. references. So much magic. After Hide- Hideaki Tsukata called the cafe, Nobuo mentioned that he was the producer of Hurricaneer and also produced Deku Ranger, Maji Ranger, and Geki Ranger. I do say. Uh, maybe. You don't say. May- I don't know. Didn't they call him Sakasa P or something like that or in the subs? I guess that's because he's the producer. When Hakase as well makes as a tweet excuse that Keep yeah. Rangers need to protect their identities, Nobo says that the Giga Man and Deck Rangers identities were known to the public. Yeah, well, because Samurai is it's in America. Which is actually true. Some don't have to hide it. In fact, Shinkinger, but not Samurai, strangely. Well, that, uh, that's the thing. It's it's it's, it's uh, one of the more accurate adaptations of Power Rangers. Yeah, it's, not even that's one of the things that doesn't adapt. This is actually a reference to a famous scene from Mobile Suit Gundam, where Bright Noah slaps the protagonist Amuro Ray to try and persuade him to launch in the RX-782 Gundam. This is commonly known in the Gundam fandom as the Bright Slap. Yes, because obviously Colton knows this. Uh, Tomokazu Seiki has played another. It's the Bright Slap. Domon Kashu on Mobile Fighter G Gundam. 
Another reference was also made in Gokaiger episode 11, The Serious Rebellion, where War- War's Gill exclaims, not even my father hit me, oh, after being yes. shot in the hand by Captain Marvelous. Uh, apparently, Tomokazu Seiki, who played Alpaca, uh, played, uh, is the one who, so the guy, the guy who played Alpaca played Domon. Well, no, I don't think he did stuff for Gokaiger, but the reference, I mean, I'm sure he does stuff for Gokaiger, it's a possibility. He also did some stuff for Gokaiger, like we said. Mo Pirates. I'm pretty sure he was the, uh, I'm pretty sure he was the, uh, the Moberitz. When the Keeper Agents arrive at Tokyo Company LTD in Ginza, Nobu says they haven't been there since the stage show for Jukitsutai, Gekiranja, Nene Hono Hong Kong Decisive Battle. Well, Yumari states that she was there during the press conference no, for Jukitsutai Gekiranja. Boom, 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 bang, bang, right. Gekiranja. Um, I didn't need to sit like that, but I chose to. According to the Keeper Agents production blog, Common Rider and Procure do not exist in the Akiba Range universe, and what we know as the Space Sheriff series, or the, the Metal Heroes, is just part of an ongoing fictional franchise that airs on Saturday mornings. Featured in this episode are posters for Galactic, she- Galactic Sheriff Gyabian, the 2004 entry, Galactic Sheriff Sharian, the 2005 entry, and Galactic Sheriff Shinar, the 2006 entry. In this universe, they're the first three entries in the Metal Hero franchise, Gavin, Sharvan, and Shadar. Shadar. Of course. I don't know why they had to uh, just rip everything else out. Okay. Masked Luna Sailor is an obvious parody of Pretty Guardian Sailor Moon, which acts as the current Magical Sorry. Girls series in the show. The Sailor Moon anime was animated by the Toei Animation Studio and also aired on TVOC. Awesome. Okay. The special training montage is a parody awesome. of various training episodes in Super Sentai, with portions of dialogue awesome. quoted verbatim from them. Each were coincidentally written by Hideaki Tsukada. I'm not sure about how much of that's supposed to be coincidence or not, actually. Uh, change in episode 1, Arrival Secret Power. This scene in particular is from the very beginning of the show, where the soldiers go across a minefield where Commander Ibuki observes from afar. Geki Ranger Lesson 8, Koto Koto Earnestly Koto Koto, John, Geki Red, undergoes patience training to properly use the Geki Bazooka. His training consisted of waiting patiently for pork stew to boil. In the end, he learns the value of patience, and to yell pork cube stew in place of fire when firing the Geki Bazooka. Go on to Grand Prix 31, Idle Debut. A monster from Sound World appears on Human World, feeding on high-pitched oh, sounds to go larger, and only a beautiful song will be able to stop him. The Goanjas and Guyark team up to stop this monster from another dimension, with Goan Yella, Goan Silver, and Kagaratia forming an idol unit, 3G3 Princess. The three of them decide to undergo idol training, part of which includes going to an amusement park and ride a roller coaster. This part also, reference, also references Saki's catchphrase, Smile, Smile. Hand. Gekis are sent by Car Ranger vs. O Ranger. In order to pilot O Ranger Robo again, Chief Miura puts the Car Rangers under harsh training part of which include, includes crawling under barbed wire. Uh, the cat Malsina is holding as a doll of the alter ego producer Hideki Sukuda. The cat has been featured in every production blog he's written for, and, and the doll is featured on the blog for Show Ninja Tai Inazuma. She cooked beef stew in episode 12 of Live Man, with the help of... Colon, I assume, is his name, but it's spelled like colon, which is a lot like Colton. 
Uh, this episode has the longest English title of all currently existing Sentai series episodes, with ninety. Yeah, I, I, I just call her. I just call that female robot Colin. Tsukishima is an island of Tokyo, as island in Tokyo, well known for its local specialty monjayaki, served in several restaurants on the area. This is what the monster's cooking when he first shows up. Alpaca's name isn't playing on the long monster trope, possibly related to how much weaker he was initially. This episode introduces the Akiba Ranger's combining weapon, which has been a staple Super Sentai since Change Man. And Mysterious Man, a.k.a. the Hobo, is played by Kazu- Kazuki Yao, the voice of Ninja Man from Cocker Ranger. A.k.a. the Hobo. Uh, and Numidia mentions having caught type 2 influenza in the ending credits. <laughs> and Mysterious Man, a.k.a. the Hobo. Caused, caught the flu around the end of March during the filming of Akiba Ranger. Yeah, he's hobo. You know, what a hobo. you really, really missed he's a good chance there to actually call, actually call that guy just hobo. That's just his name. Change, yeah. What did you think of the bonds of the bonds of painful special training or the authorization roads conspiracy? We'll, re- we'll reference that when we get there. Uh, I think the title hurts my brain, but I actually did like the episode. I kind of find it funny that they go all out of this way to train this guy. He's just scamming them to get him tough and get them emotionally attached. But his plan works yes. too well as, as they just immediately 100% agree to kill him at his request. <laughs> yeah, since we respect you so much, we're going to kill you. It's, it's like, well, we're so respectful of you. Um, what? Can you, s- can you say backfire? <laughs> this plan was not well thought out. Yeah, yeah, I, uh, I, I, I love the training montage. I'm like, are they indeed? I, like, like I, I sent poor, you this message. Like, are, they, are they seriously doing a training montage for the villain? What is happening right now? Like, it's just, it's just so crazy ridiculous. This, this should be whack, yo. So, the next episode. It is crazy, crazy ridiculous. Is. The the pain sentai breaks up. Ita sentai kaisan. Back at Cafe Himitsuchi, Akagi, Mitsuki, and Yumeria are looking at blog photos of their recent battle while waiting for the phone call from Sukata when Hiroyo asks for their Moe Moe units and announces the Akiba Ranger are officially disbanded, which is great because she's like, can I have your Moe Moe Like, yeah, sure. Like, so you're going to do some maintenance or something? She's like, no, I'm taking them back. I'm like, okay. Like, yeah, uh, uh, you're, you're done. Akiba Ranger's over. Like, and they they turn towards the they 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 do the uh the they all do the Genta face like I'm so I'm surprised they didn't peek with that scream. Oh yes, Gintz's so, uh, face. She locks the <laughs> and activates the closet security lock. But no one can do that close, face. Close, ex- escort the trio out of the cafe, which is she doesn't need to escort them out. Like they can still stay, right? Like what's wrong with them leaving? Uh, at another cafe, the trio talk about what to do now that the Akiba Ranger are no more. At the same time, they suspect that Hiroyo is hiding something from them. Yumeria suddenly receives a phone call from Malshina, who once again disguises her voice as Sukada and asks to interview them. Yumeria explains that the Akiba Ranger aren't able to transform, but Akagi grabs the phone and says they will meet at Toei's Ginza office tomorrow morning. The next morning, Nobuo constructs an Akiba Red costume out of cardboard and shows it off outside his house, only to be called a loser by schoolchildren passing by. His 
His hopes are lost until the long-haired vagrant appears next to him and hands him a Moi Moi Zakun's unit. Oh, the he pride of his life. He runs around Akihabara in excitement when he encounters Asakusa Alpaka, who vows to avenge his younger brother, Tsukushima Alpaka. Meanwhile, Hiroyo discovers that someone broke into the cafe's closet and stole, stole the Moi Moi Zakun's unit from the safe. In another part of town, Mizuki and Yumeria encounter Masina, who hands them their Moi Moi Zakun's units and tells them to go help their comrade. After failing to communicate with Akagi through the delusion monitor, Hiroyo asks Mitsuki and Yumeria to, to return their Moe Moizukin's units, fearing that a trap has been set. However, the, true, the two ignore the warning and join Akagi in the delusional battle. Hiroyo rushes to the top of the attack, uh, top of a building where Akagi is shadow boxing in an attempt to snap him out of the delusion, only to get punched in the face. The Akibrains are about to execute the Moe Magnum attack on Asakusa, Asakusa when Kozkos replaces the batteries in the, on the delusion system's remote control and shuts it down. But it is too late, as a dimensional wall shatters in the sky while Asakusa enters the cafe and, search, and scorches Kozkos and the customers with Monje, with Monje Yaki. The chief, clerk, the chief clerk then continues his rampage at other maid cafes and the streets of Akihabara. Hot food. After asking Kozkos to reach out the system, the trio attempt to transform, but to no avail, realizing that the transformation does not work in the real world. The trio then attempt to save Sayaka from Asakusa Asakusa, but their attacks have no effect on them. Suddenly, Akagi's rage and desire to save Sayaka powers up his Moe Moe Zakun's unit, enabling, enabling him to transform into Akiba Red in the real world. He then summons the jet... He then summons if the I'm the man nerdy enough to break the wall between reality and delusions, but it doesn't matter where I am, I can transform cups. and fight and using the Boka and Scooper to destroy him with the Akihabara underground culture attack. The battle, however, becomes costly as Akagi faints from exhaustion. As Akagi's wounds are, t- wounds are tended, the trio apologizes to Hiroyo for disobeying her, but they ask her what secret she's been hiding from them. Mashina suddenly appears and reveals to them that she set up the fake toy producer phone calls. The vagrant appears and reveals himself as Dr. Z, the true leader of the guerrilla marketing firm. The trio are further shocked to hear that Hiroyo from Hiroyo, that Dr. Z is her father. Furthermore, Dr. Z and Martina reveal Hiroyo to be Shuri Toyozuki, the mysterious voice actress of Zikyun Ayoe's main protagonist, Ayoe Ichikawa. The trio are left in shock as Stemma, uh, as the as the guerrilla marketing firm retreats. Which is great, because I'm pretty sure they are more shocked that she was Ayoe about, than anything else. Right. Oh, that also is what made uh, her father mad because, you know, he kind of got thrown so, off that project. So it's kind of like a betrayal. Ropes. And betrayal! References. Nobuo mentions Abare Pink, who is the self-proclaimed sixth member of, of Ranger, an identity created by Emery Sanjo as her way to try and become an official Ranger. She doesn't actually possess any powers, and her armor is just a rudimentary costume Emery made herself. An earlier character is White Racer, a form taken on magically by Radieta Fanbelt, who was a fan of the Car Rangers. Similarly, in Power Rangers SPD, Boom created the SPD Orange Ranger when he lied to his parents about being part of the B-Squad Rangers. Yeah. You know, when you think about it, at least with the White Ranger, she kind of did transform even if it was just a glorified cheerleader. The other ones were just kind of uh, fakey suits. The episode mentioned by Akagi are examples of episodes of on Sentai, Sentai where the main team is forced to disband by their mentors. The Sentai team of Five Band were all siblings. 
Yumeria and Naboo sing a portion of Battle Fever J's theme song during the initial <laughs> battle. That's what it was. I said to that episode, it's like, where have I heard that? It's like, Battle Fever J's theme, of course. It's the third one. Why didn't the you one theme the I didn't end up listening through through my 20, 30 minutes of searching for what song that was. The main cafe like, featured that in the episode of the song also, like the had also appeared the song, on an episode of Tootie Honey, the live the live, in which Honey and Seiji investigate a series of murders involving delivery maids. On one scene, Honey finds Seiji in this cafe, with the maids saying the same magic words to make his food delicious. It also appeared in episode 19 of Kamen Rider Kiva. The battery pack scene when calls calls the girl for the man the front of change of batteries reads Zenit. It refers to the robotic instrument of the Londar family in Time Ranger. Ukiro, the singers of, of Akiba Ranger's opening theme song. So, the woman that Colton's, the woman whose voice Colton hates. Also, in this episode, Saigo re- re- learns that Nobu... She, sa- she sounds like a dying squirrel uh, that's just, the, that's the just tough helium. The safe is the birth date of Hakase's actress... The, this is the first time a member of the team is shown transforming while running, and also the first time a member of the team is shown transforming outside a delusion. Yeah. And also the most badass yeah, moment of the series. Uh, says, my, use, my total useless talent for recognizing Akagi is quite literally the most delusional man in the universe. specific terminology, which I can't read because it's in Japanese, but it literally means useless perfect pitch. It's a way of saying that someone recognizes a voice actor, which also implies the recognizer's utter nerdiness. Uh, the timeline for Akagi's Sentai-filled childhood, he was four years old in 1987, when he was on daycare the year, during the year Mask Man aired. He graduated elementary school around 1995 at the age of 12. Hold on. Because it works differently in Japan. The next year, when Car Ranger was airing, he was 13 years old and in middle school. In 2001, when, when Gal Ranger was airing, he attended the Gal Ranger stage shows in Sky Theater at the age of 18. And Sky Theater is an arena inside Tokyo Dome City, an amusement park in Japan. It hosted official Sentai stage shows from Time Ranger, Time Ranger to Go-Anger. What do you think of the episode? Which is nicely enough that when you add up the years, he, he does work out in age. Uh, anyways, you were saying? Uh, quite possibly my favorite yet. I mean, just the just the over the topness, the whole buildup of a uh, reality shattering, and then just the climax of uh, of Akagi actually world, transforming the real world because he's so delusional that it doesn't matter. It's all delusion to him. He poops whatever he wants. <laughs> he's, so, he's he's so he's so delusional. He just poofs whatever his... he wants into existence. I think that's an offensive term. Poofs. Poofs, you daft bastard. Poofs. I don't know, man. A poof, as in something appears from nothing. Like a puff of smoke. It's not a poof of smoke. It's a puff of smoke. I'm pretty sure I'm going to have to smack a bitch. Uh, but it poofs into existence. You know what? I'll, I'll believe you that... Hey, we can argue this for about 20 minutes, but, I'm yeah, sure, but I. Sure but we've been doing this for a while, so let's wrap sure this up. I'm sure we're going to get sued uh, by uh, the... Uh, the AMA, the American Medical Association. I don't know why. I think Pete is going to sue us. It's definitely going to happen. Uh, so, That's just yes. stupid. Uh, I thought this episode was, was pretty good. It was uh, really uh, good. Ignore those pedophiles. Uh, we, we, we had, you know, because, cause, uh, just, and I, I love how, like, Akagi, like, 
he barely got hit, but like he got damaged just by transforming because the the Moi Moi Jacunes are not designed to transform them outside of the delusion, and so he somehow I don't, I don't know like he causes physical pain to himself just by transforming, and I thought it was pretty crazy awesome. Pain is power. That is true. That is true. Pain is power. And let me just say, I, I love the fact that the the leader of. Let me just say, I love the fact that the I love the oh, I love yes, the fact yes. that the the leader of the blatantly um, evil marketing gorilla form group uh, B is Doctor Z. Japanese, so maybe. Hold on. In the first episode, Mitsuki mis- misreads the Z and Sutema Otsu as Z, and it's pr- probably corrected to read it as an Otsu. This time, Akagi reads the Z as Otsu, but it's corrected to read it as Z to match his joke on episode one. So to me, to master, to master joke on. So apparently, apparently Otsu can be read as Z or Otsu. So to master joke on the episode, I, I'm, I'm interested to see where Dr. this goes. B, but to be then corrected as Doctor Z. That makes sense. See, so it's guerrilla marketing firm Otsu, which can be read as, as Z. It, ah. it works. Anyways. I, I'm really looking forward to seeing uh, where this goes from here because we still got to have yeah, the other yes, two transform in the real world. Left we've got like whole, a so. whole big battle come up, and there's still a few episodes left. Uh, this should be crazy, yo! It's gonna be crazy, crazy awesome. Unless they do another season. Um. All right. So with that aside, let's move on into the feedback. Okay, it is time for the feedback. We have one email and one tweet that we're going to read. Uh, our email comes from Joshua Romeo Espiritu, and he says, Hi guys, been a fan for a while and tried emailing, but never got around to doing it, except and, except now. Although I feel like we got something from him before. His name sounds familiar, but whatever. Uh, Listen to all your podcasts straight until the one in April and waited for the next one, and I'm glad you guys are back. I've listened to your podcast since I'm a Power Rangers fan first, and never really followed Sentai to Go Busters and Akiba Ranger. I like Go Buster since it ironically reminds me about Power Rangers, especially RPM. And Akiba Ranger is just a blast every time. Eagerly waiting for you guys to get back to Power Rangers and Super Samurai is a lot more enjoyable than Samurai. We did that last episode, obviously. Uh, I'd like to hear your thoughts about Shogun Mode since it's the first mega armor for female rangers in the show. Also, it's supposedly based on the MMPR movie suits, giving one more similarity of Samurai to the first series of Power Rangers. Keep up the good work, Joshua. I think he might have liked us on Facebook, which is why his name sounds familiar. Uh, it, it's gonna be kind of awkward when he sees the next episode, though, because he's expecting good things. Uh, from so, what, the, what do you think about Samurai Mega Mode? Uh, I, I tried I, my best to be a little positive, but you were a real the, Debbie um, Downer about it. The Shogun Mode, as it's given to female rangers. I, I let me just say, I love the design. I think it's a great design. I mean, I'm a little surprised they went for everyone, but uh, it is nice to see actual female rangers have a more tough-looking form, even though it's pretty much cockpit exclusive, which is kind of sad. I'm, I'm waiting for a time where they just, like, leap out with that thing and just go charging through a crowd or something. I think that'd be yeah, great. I think it's I think it's okay. The this is the kind of costume cool. you want uh, to see someone like, just, just used by multiple carrying through an army with, you know? It should be a badlass or it should be Red Ranger only. I don't understand why... 
Right. I, I mean, there's, there's, there's even the exclusive pun about uh, the it. kanji actually having a like, dual meaning when they're combined like that. I don't get it. It just seems like it, it should be a Red Ranger only thing. Just Red Ranger uses it, but for some reason... And to, uh, c- yeah. come on, give us any excuse to have uh, um, Tony use it though. Gold battleizer. It would be interesting. Maybe maybe he could have a double contest. I would totally would love to see that armor in gold. I don't know. Um. All right. Our next our, our our tweet. We had one tweet came from Comrade Arpez. We had other tweets, but this is the one question. I think so. Yeah. It was just it was just what do you guys think about Shogun mode? Uh. Did we answer everything in this question? The email real quick. Uh, it says. Also, it was, oh, the, was more based that, on the movie armor, giving us one more similarity, but no, no other questions, really. Well, well, the interesting th- the, the the interesting thing about the movie armor is that was that was drawn designed by Plex, who does all the suits for uh, Power Rangers, and so it was an inspiration. But that's because they're the people who do all the Ranger designs, so they kind of went back and like they wanted to make a you know an armor form, so they kind of. You could you could see there's a little inspiration there. It's not quite the same, but uh, it's got its own unique flair, which uh, fits the samurai f- feel. You know, you know, a, a more uninformed person would actually think it fits uh, samurai more than the white yeah, jacket. Yeah, well, Honestly, they both fit, but uh, but the more uninformed person would think that uh, only the sugar mode would fit because it screams samurai, whereas the white coat's more of a subtle reference to uh, the great samurai can uh, kill someone without it screams staining Seto their Kaiba white coat a single drop of blood. I do like the Elvis coat. Maybe maybe they they did spill it. Oh, the red the red the red coat ha- the red coat has no reference whatsoever, but I still like it. It's it, it's like it's like Dante's coat from Devil May Cry, where like it's like <laughs> no, no, no 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 they, they were bathing in blood at that point. It'd be great. It'd be great. I don't know if it's a reference, but it's like that. Where it's like <laughs> please tell me. Well, no, because please Dante's tell me coat, it's like, not a reference. The, the thing is like the rumors that it was originally like plain white coat, but it, like he just killed so many people that it was bathed in blood. I'm not. I think I read the Wikipedia page much or something. I don't. I don't play video Could games. Could be. Uh, I mean, our, I don't know. We had the I'm one not tweet too familiar with We're going to join the be on the show soon. Hopefully, our schedules just never match up. Um, he says, "What do you guys know about Megaforce? Based upon what little we know, what would you like to see? We know nothing. We know that they're casting. We know it may or may not be called Megaforce." We know that it's either based on Gokaiju or Ghost. Oh, well, we know they're casting. Sure. That that's something. <laughs> yes. No. It's 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 either based on. Oh, wouldn't be nice. Wouldn't be hilarious if they just went straight yet. to Go Busters um, with all the Power Rangers references. So, assuming it's based on Ghost Age or Colton, what would you like to see? And then and then assuming it's based on Gokaiju. So, assuming it's based on Gokaiju, what would you like to see? If it's based on Gokaiger, I really want to. I really want to see one of two things with the with the Sixth Ranger. I either want to see it kind of like a nerdy fan who's like hyper nerdy, knows everything, maybe even some Sentai references because he's just that nerdy, or I want it to be Tommy. Just or, or, or yeah, it, it, like you have like someone like a Lee Car or some nerd that's gonna be the power, and then just you, you see you see the Dragon Ranger suit, yeah, and then he just knocks out the other Rangers, knocks out the kid, takes the more and it's Tommy, and Tommy and he's like, I'm back. As long as, as long as wearing glasses and fedora, it's perfect. Um, I'd like to see, uh, um, uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, Blake Foster return as Justin. Uh, it, w- it would be great. 
Oh yes, that that would be an interesting choice, I admit. I, I, there is something appealing of, about the idea of it being a fan, but uh, you know, someone who's actually a ranger would have a lot of knowledge too. It, it would it would be the perfect matching excuse, you know. The returning person is the one, but it's got to be someone excitable. So Jay, it, it, Justin actually well, makes he sense. Have to be the stone you know, ranger he's a kid. He enjoyed well, being he, a power he, he ranger. Be the he's still he a little be bit the, excitable the, because he, he enjoyed he that. He could go back. He could be red. He could return to being blue. He could be a mentor character. I'd just like to see him return. Uh, that would not be a bad idea, I don't think. I mean, it would be pretty interesting. I wonder if they're going to keep stuff like Navi. That would be something. Replace Navi with Bulk. She's like, well, where's this ultimate power? It's like, no, give them some cryptic clue that'll teach them a life lesson. No, no. Skull is just, just hanging around on the pirate ship with uh, Spike, and maybe Skull comes back, too. They're just hanging on the pirate ship uh-huh. doing antics. Uh, let's see. Uh, <laughs> all right, and so what would you like to If it's ghosted, Yes, like? Bulk. I have to insist this. One of my favorite things about Ghost Age is what they did with the Sixth Ranger. I want to see Ghost Age Knight's equivalent be what he is. Be the header that takes on a life of its own. It's just, it's just something so different and uh, outside of the norm that I think it's a good idea, you know? Create a new Ranger because Ghost Instead of them just an uh, hang on to the old um, uh, traditional tropes and uh, yeah, along those lines. Yeah, awesome for an extra hero. I'd like to also see, But you've got to admit he um, looks awesome. That's a great design. Uh, it, Zordon Masterhead. He has Gosei in his name. Ninja Man had Ninja in his name. <laughs> yes, Zordon. Uh, Zordon's ghost is uh, became an angel as Masterhead, but he's but he's still a but he's yes, that would be great. But he's still he's still a he's still a uh, but he's still a floating head because that's how he died. So he's just right, a floating head it, angel. That's it for this this episode. So Colton, if people want to send us emails, <laughs> Master Zordon. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, then it's been a while. That would be uh, podcastsentai at gmail.com. That's P-O-D-C-S-T-S-E-N-T-I at gmail.com. If they want to send us tweets. It was, it, it was, it's been a while it's, before last week. It's, it's learn to spell, and you'll be... <laughs> at Sentai Ranger? <laughs> if you want to send us voicemails, you can send us if, 662 Sentai Zero. It's, uh, it's 662 and then some numbers. I think seven seven. Three six six two four zero no seven three six eight two four zero, maybe. Uh, don't quote me on that. Yes. Seven seven three six eight two four zero. I knew it. Eight. Ha. What? Two. Um. Four. I've I've look at that. I've accidentally memorized it. Yeah, I was I was doing that too. But I like I hadn't done it yet. I just looked so. at my phone. Uh, um, so uh, if you wanna uh, check us out on Facebook, that's Facebook. Congratulations, Um Let's see. Anything else? Uh, if you want to send donations, it's on podcastcenter.wordpress.com. Uh, there's a little button on the side. Click that. You can still buy ads. Uh, this episode was released. This episode is, is is being recorded before we release the episode in which we announced the ads. So. Yeah, so we, we haven't gotten any, any any of that stuff yet. So um, I guess that's that. Yeah, we haven't gotten it. any yet, I guess. I think of anything else. Our, our Ranger Board topic is back, like I mentioned at the top of the show. So check us out there on Ranger Board again. Uh, 
I, I don't know if I can, but I guess I can try to tweet uh, you, and, uh, you, you posters on the forum or private messages. I don't, say I we're never back. tell you guys my Twitter. I don't know. I feel like I would get a lot more tweets if people followed me personally. And uh, hassle Colton somehow to follow to, to join Twitter. Go on Ranger Board and send him like everybody send him PMs on Ranger Board to 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 join Twitter. <laughs> Find me somewhere, and then he'll join Twitter. Or Adam. Uh, and uh, that's it. So until Why would you time, do this to me? May the power protect you. Okay. So Megaforce is confirmed. Cool. Apparently Megaforce's name was confirmed. I just checked Ranger Board and that's what it said. The Big 2-0. Next year will mark the landmark 20th anniversary of the Power Rangers brand, an occasion for which Saban's brand is already deep in preparation. Plans for the anniversary include a new series, Power Rangers Megaforce. Saban Brands plans to embrace the series' cross-generational appeal during the anniversary by celebrating its past as well as its present and future. Older fans will participate in special events and all activities, while new products in this new show will attract younger fans. We're in an exciting place as a brand. Look at the 20th anniversary of the celebration of the past, but entering into the third decade. That's With the new doing. series launching every two Damn years... Move. What? Every two years? You sons of bitches! With a ser- this series launching every two years that reinvent our brand and change its theme, Power just looks to remain a force of children's entertainment, just like our audience. We're constantly inventing ourselves. We can also it always does. They don't, they don't notice. We'll do they, they, get, the the problem show. is that they do. They this do is going to kill the ratings. I hope they realize this. But they do this. a mid-season break every time. Pe- during the summer, mind you, when kids are more likely to watch. So they do, a, they do a break during the summer, and then they come back with episodes that they drop in ratings every time. Like, did they, they, they not notice that the, the massive drop in ratings between episodes between the 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 episode before the break and the episode after the break last time? Like, it was going really really high, then sharp drop. And then, well, no, that, that's how. And if you want to do more than thirty episodes a year, year, that might be one thing. Even but you can't do, do like twenty, 20 episodes 20, a year. Twenty-six episodes a year is really is really a standard for kids shows. Is but what they do is like like it's a standard for Disney Channel and I think Nickelodeon shows too, but I, th- I at least I know I know I know what Disney Channel does it. They have I think twenty. All, all, all I want is forty five to like fifty that, episodes a year, or even twenty two or something like that, and they do it every other week. And then maybe maybe one time they skip they skip an ep- an episode and they do a rerun or they have a uh, something else playing. But they do they do a new episode every other week, and it's like all right, well that makes sense. Every other week, this new episode, and that way kids don't get stale on it. But if you do it weekly and then just go through a three-month break, they're going to forget, and then it's going to come back and be like, oh, yeah, that thing. I should check that out again. Yo. Yeah, no, but like – Disney is apparently – or Nicholas is apparently very incompetent when it comes to scheduling. From, from Samurai Season 1. When when it, there was a sharp sharp drop in ratings from from the the previous episode to the episode after the break, especially it's just I don't I don't get how they don't realize it. That. It also didn't help that they it's didn't advertise anything worth a damn. Summer is peak time for kids to watch your stupid show. Yeah, you're not forced to get up when you don't want to. And, and that, that, that the whole thing is the is, is it's, just the weird really thing, dumb, you know. And, and I hope I mean, Saban they have this didn't whole, sign a very long contract setup, with Nick. They're not really and they leave putting much thought into the it. Ratings drop because they're doing this, the stupidest thing that uh, I don't even get it. 
you right. You, 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 did you, like, uh, Clash of the Red Rangers should have been a huge ratings thing, right? Big movie crossover? Right. And the ratings were pissed because they didn't advertise didn't have it. Anything, until, like, like, three like, hours before beforehand. There was, there was in the morning. Episode, like, this week, oh, yeah, we're going to replace the episode with Clash of the Red Rangers. No, it was, it was like, oh, yeah, we're not going to have an episode for six months. On on thing I think on Thanksgiving even it was Halloween special this episode. Rangers Christmas was it special. Thanksgiving or was it Halloween? No Thanksgiving Thanksgiving yeah Thanksgiving I just yeah it, it even happened on Thanksgiving yeah, but they just, didn't even bother advertising it, just, it doesn't make sense you know if, especially on a holiday you want to advertise the fact you're gonna have a new show you know at least Saban knows what they're doing with putting everything on Netflix immediately after it's like they they're can. so incompetent. Yeah, I think I think Saban is going to be losing. At least they can, losing uh, they're going to be losing. Renew money some. Uh, be making off of this finances because, there, because you know. Nick has this just dumb, dumb. I don't even. I don't even know. It just it just doesn't make sense. Ass backwards way of doing things. Yes. So, um, with that, I actually wanted to talk about that, and I forgot. So I guess we should sign off up. now. But uh, so, by the way, that didn't mention whether well, there's going to be a ghost editor. Go Kaiju did it. It hints at Gokaiger. Yeah, it, hint, it hints at Gokaiger. Uh, not yet, but the, but the way they're mentioning the past, the importance of the past, present, and future, they, 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 it, it, it hints. Who knows? They could protection. do both. May what the, if they did the, both teams the, together at the, the same time? Protection. It's two parallels. Rock on. I think mean, what, what what would scream what, Paul? What, what would scream Mega more than two teams Paul. at the same time? Ten Paul. Rangers. Rock on. Yes. What? You should become you should become a Buddhist monk. <laughs> okay. Specifically a Shaolin monk. I think I'm too old for that now. You're never too old. They'd like to take them when they're six. They take them from their homes. Yeah, like, it, like it, Jedi. It, it, they're like Jedi. It, they, they take children from their homes when they find out they have enough midichlorians. Oh God! Please tell me this isn't true. What? I was looking up uh, for the Home Alone thing. Apparently it's confirmed that Home Alone 5, Alone in the Dark, is coming. <laughs> is this a crossover? <laughs> crossover between Home Alone and Alone in the Dark. <laughs> I would watch that. That would be awesome. Home Alone in the Dark. <laughs>